da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Episode number two hundred. They said we would never make it. Specifically, you, Richard. I they said I'm you would you would never make yeah. it. But the three of us have brought you <laughs> brought you up a peg, and right. here you are. I am here, still alive, still kicking, still on this side of the dirt, which is always uh, always a pleasure. It's uh, yeah, it's been a fun. We made fun it, guys. Ride. We've made it. We made it. Feels like only yesterday we were in this very studio. Yeah. Recording episode number 100. Yeah. It's one of my favorite times we've one. ever had. Maybe the longest episode we've ever done. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was great. But here we are again, episode number 200. 200. So much has happened since episode 100. I feel like the podcast <laughs> yeah. has grown yes. exponentially. And I really, we're going to talk our our favorite TV shows uh, mm. on this episode. But right. I want to take a few minutes beforehand to talk about just the pod, the podcast and how it started, mm-hmm. and for those of you who haven't who haven't listened to uh, the first episode number one hundred that we did, um, you didn't hear this, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we pick up so many new listeners. It seems like every every week, let alone every yeah. every uh, hundred episodes. So we felt like maybe we should reset some of the the bits and whatnot. And why? How we've we've come to this moment, right? So, the origin story, like if you will, We're, we talk a lot of origin right. stories in the show. Anyway, we were three show. ordinary turtles, <laughs> and then we were covered in ooze, right. right? And just like Spider Man, we get new origin <laughs> stories every three months. You, know, you get a reset, yeah. But the origin story is: uh, Richard and I grew up together, uh-huh. um, same school, uh-huh. high school. Yes. Uh, we were different grades, but we actually went to a private school, and uh, we had some classes together, even though we were in different grades. Uh-huh. Now, by private school, do you mean small Christian school yes. or, like, reformatory school? A little uh, of both. both yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. It was where... Uh it was where people were sent from that couldn't maybe make it <laughs> academically, athletically, or socially from any, pretty much any other sure. school out there. But when Richard, I tell people I went yeah. to private school, they go, ooh, la-di-da. And then I'm like, <laughs> settle down. Hold on. Yeah. It was $1,100 like a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Northeast private school. It's, yeah. yeah. So but Richard and I, I lovely, uh, lovely we bonded immediately. We did. Over the first thing, I think, was actually Rookie of the Year. Awesome. And we uh, we did monitor. We had a of the lot year. Of, of improv and just chat about rookie of the year, which we still have not done an episode on. <laughs> it's got we got to do it in the next couple of weeks. When baby awesome. baseball season yeah. rolls around here in a few yes. weeks, we'll get to it. That was also a very important uh, movie for me in my life. So, we well, because your tendon sealed too tight, right? Exactly. So um, Richard and I hit it off, and we shared a love of comedy and comedians, and I think Letterman was actually another one of our Letterman. We do Letterman and Paul. Letterman and Paul. That in was our class. Yeah. Um, we used to. To do we a lot of prank calling right. in class. We we're very very devoted students. Um, and then when I I went back to that school a few years ago and walked through the halls um, because my my girlfriend was a sophomore there. And um, <laughs> no, but I walked through the halls and uh, those classrooms were so 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 tiny. Yeah. And the fact that we got away with all the stuff we got away with is really an affront to whomever was teaching us. <laughs> we, our first Quality actually education. experience in radio, if you will, not professional radio but we actually used to we had a prank fake. call we, we so in school we had a break where you could go get a snack right and so we would go get snacks from the snack that machine that was all day and basically <laughs> we get snacks from the snack machine and the next class was the class Richard and I had together so 
I would have. I would got Doritos. Richard would got Skittles. And we so had class. We, we had a religion class every day, which you know, forty percent of the time was 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 lovely. Sixty um, percent of the time, the, the the teacher or coach or whatever was not necessarily engaged and maybe had a game plan to go over or something. Right. So we would. Uh, he basically would just you know, or she would just sit uh, at the desk and work, and then kind of let us. It, it was essentially a study hall. Right. So instead of studying. Uh, in this religion class, uh, Kent and I would um, we would yeah we would take the wrappers of whatever we had prank whatever we had um, purchased Skittles. Um, we would call months. the one eight hundred numbers. Yeah, if you notice, <laughs> most products that you have in life have a one eight hundred number <laughs> on the back, and uh, we would call them. And we became friendly with a few of the customer service reps at, for instance, Skittles. Laura. Yeah, her name was Laura. She hated us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same call every day where we would pretend we were from the Better Business Bureau. No, we would – it was actually we would ask, why is the I on Skittles not dotted? Uh-huh. There's no dot on the I. And we would suggest to them, why don't you dot the I with a Skittle? And then they did. It's fun for everyone. And then they ended up doing that, and they owe us a lot because I'm sure <laughs> that request was sent to corporate numerous times. But we actually would pretend to be a morning radio show, uh-huh. and we would say, hey, this is Wacky Wednesday. We actually call <laughs> a random company, and, you know, and we'd do a contest, and we would do trivia we'd with these people. We'd get them to do all these trivia questions. But anyway, we would kind of hold court in class, and, and it was always a bit. It, it was a joke that we yeah. had a radio show. And so it was like the super Pat O'Brien voice that we right. would do. Well, better tape it Hey, it's a good. <laughs> yeah. But we, after, you know, years passed and I get to college um, a while later and get the actually opportunity to actually have a real radio show. So first yeah. person I call is Richard. And we had not kept up. Very, well, Kent, we, had, we had been, we had kept up. Band, had, yeah. And, and toured the world in L-M-F-A-O. a band. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so and we were we you laugh, were, but I, <laughs> he is Red Foo. I right? was with him for I'm, an extended period. Of time. I am secretly Banksy, and he's secretly Red Foo. Um, but so Kent and I would see each other like once a year, and it, you know nothing, it, no ill will, bro. But we didn't really keep up. And then I get a call from Kent one day, or a text, or something, and says, "Hey, I'm doing this radio show. I'd love for you. I'm bored by myself. Do you think we could come do like the real thing of what we used to do?" Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, I love the sound of my own voice. And I so love Richard studios. and I started the Kent and Richard show on actually FM radio here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth and uh, had numerous bits and a great time. We actually did late night. It's from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Well, I like to refer to that as rush hour. Yeah. It was, For somebody it, was, it is. We Some... did, Chopper Dan was a great bit where we did traffic reports <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> There's clearly no traffic. It was a great bit. Except but, 183. 183 so, still, still slammed. It, actually... This is where Brian comes in the fold. One night we were doing the show, and Richard brings Brian to the studio and said, "Hey, I got this friend Brian. Yes. Really, so we'll sidebar here. I met Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through pickup basketball, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So Brian, at the same at the, at the same, same school. school yeah. yeah, but later in life, I used right. to go back there and play uh, pickup basketball while I waited to pick my girlfriend up from from eighth grade. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's such a weird. Why was I there? I don't know. But there was a good pickup game there right. at my old high school gym, and I would play on like Thursday mm-hmm. at lunch. Yep. And there was this guy there, and I honestly thought his name was Gil for like the first year right. I knew him. Like, Everybody calls me Gil yeah. in life, and so and so I thought it was name was his name was like Gil Rogers. Right. So I was like, you don't mean a lot of Gills. <laughs> and then I had to, I was very disappointed. And so uh, and then I st- I was dating a girl right. who was like a f- in your friend group kind right. of sort of. On so that, that kind of brought us into yeah. from basketball only friends mm-hmm. to life friends, and then we realized that we are in a lot of ways 
very similar, similar and yeah. have 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 similar takes on things. And we started kind of fast and furious, no pun intended. Uh, the the quarter text, mile at a time. We, baby. Our, we started yeah. texting frantically yeah. late into the night and became very close. So right. uh, and then I start we start we started the radio show with with I started the radio show with Kent and then Kent continued. I I brought uh, brought Brian into the fold. I believe we were talking best movies of the year, something like that. Something just like a that, movie yeah. conversation, and ended up <clears throat> taking up half of our our show that week. Right. And so we invited Brian back. He became a regular on our FM show. Fewer uh, and fewer commercials as we. Oh yeah, <laughs> we I think we took. Going, yeah. We did a four-hour show. I think yeah. we took one commercial break <laughs> yeah. per show, and it was yeah. about a one-minute break. So <laughs> it was a good time. But right. so I mean, we immediately had chemistry together on the air. I feel like and brought mm-hmm. Brian into the fold. And so I leave college. I had the opportunity to do the uh, FM show still, but it was halfway across town. It was late at night, and so I, I just kept thinking, how can I transition this show to be, A, more convenient for us, right. and B, uh, reach a larger audience than just the, the local Dallas-Fort Worth uh, right. radio listener. All seven listener. people. All seven people that listened late at night. At that time, yeah. But anyway. And that one guy that could never figure out that we were not playing music. He'd call every week and be like, <laughs> Little River Band. And he'd be like, all yeah. right. All right. We well, did. I'll write it down and leave a <laughs> well, note. We for did the say, next we'll career. write it down. We got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> So the idea came for a podcast, and I was trying to think of a subject for the podcast, and movies immediately came up. I mean, I feel like had we chosen sports, I feel yeah. like we'd be in the same – we'd be at episode 200 of Mad About Sports right now. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of interest, mutual interest together, music, sports, pop culture, and things like that. But I think the reason we chose movies – Medieval liturgy. Is because <laughs> it's a great discussion. It's controversial. Everyone has their own opinion, but also because – uh, every week there's a new movie. Right. There's always something Very new important. to talk about. Yeah. It'll never change forever. In our lifetimes, there will be new movies, whether that's on demand, is yet to be known, or in right. the theater. But there's always a new subject every week, and there's also the opportunity to talk throwback movies and such and work in TV and Hollywood and the industry. And it's just – it seemed like the best choice for us. So Mad About Movies was born. Uh, we recorded our first episode in – the end of 2012, I think the first uh, couple weeks of 2013, mm-hmm. and uh, Django Unchained, Django Unchained, yeah. and we wrapped up uh, the Oscars. Then we did actually ended up doing a lot of episodes. I think on Lincoln and Argo and some of those films, and literally for eleven people. Eleven. I mean, right. The the amount of people that listened to the show in its infant stage was maybe less than eleven yeah. people. Thank, I'm not even not God even for kidding. That, by the way, because yeah. it's not. Nearly as good as it is now. I think. It, it, it was. It's not the same show. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. We actually but kept. I've said many times that we were happy that you never told us how few people were I, listening. I purposely to the didn't show. do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just knew that uh, we just needed to keep yeah. recording, keep doing episodes, keep doing what we're doing. I, you know, for a long time, I, d- I don't even look at the numbers. Yeah. Uh, even until recent months, I haven't even looked at the numbers. I just post an episode, and it really doesn't make a difference to me how many people are listening. I want to do the same quality show, right. whether it's 10 people or, you know, 10 million people. And, and the three of us would love to meet up and talk about this stuff once a week anyway. So it's, right. Right. it's, uh, it's really it's a good creative. Outlet. We've never done it planning on any type of success with listeners or, right. or advertisers or anything like that. It's always been, Hey, it's an excuse for, at least on my end, right. to hang out with you yeah. guys once a week and, and kind of talk uh, about stuff. That's not, uh, you know, GPS tracking or, or, uh, <laughs> Or church staffing, or so yeah. So, so the actual show itself grew organically. 
Uh, I can still and say to this bri- day, and through bribery, we have spent right. maybe we've done one like ten dollar ad campaign on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that was just because we had just started our Facebook page and we right. wanted a couple Good more drive. than four likes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we've done. So the entire show has grown by word of mouth and by people finding us and discovering us online, and we're really proud of that. And we've grown the show to. Hundreds of thousands times more people that listened at the yeah. beginning. And um, the iTunes people were very, very kind to us. They put us on the front page numerous times, put us in featured sections numerous times. They really enjoyed the show. And, you know, we had Audible.com come on board earlier this year and become our first official sponsor. And thank you, Audible.com, Audible.com slash mad, uh, if you want to get your free trial. But it's been great, and here we are in the show. we got big things ahead. We're actually having a meeting tomorrow about something huge, possibly for the podcast, and you know, it's, it's heading in a, a big direction. But like I said before, we're not going to change anything about the show. It's going to be the same structure. It's going to be every week. It's always going to be free. But uh, you know, the goal, obviously, would be great if we could do this full-time eventually right. someday and dedicate more time right. to do research, to, to do multiple uh, episodes a week, yep. you know, actually um, – do side episodes like maybe do, uh, you know, the AFI Top 100 or something like that, and uh, maybe eventually that will happen. At the yeah. rate we're going in a few years, maybe that will be the case. But So here we are, episode number 200, and we are talking our favorite TV shows of all time. This is a big request. We've gotten yeah. this numerous times, not only for the episode 200, but people just want to know. We talk TV news mainly, but not a lot about shows, so... This is going to be mainly our favorites. And, again, there's a yes. difference between favorite and best shows of right. all time. Very I, important. It's a different list. And some of them might be the same. Some of them might be very different. But I don't know how your lists are structured. I've just got a generic top ten. Um, I've got a couple honorable mentions that I can mention. But I don't know how your lists are structured. But I guess we can start with Brian. If you have any honorable mentions or anything okay. else on your list or you want to preface your list in any way, sure. do that at this time. So you guys know I am a slave to rules. Like I have to have uh, I have to have guidelines for how to do life and writing especially. I've always been a very talented uh, writer if I do say so myself, but like in class, not, yeah, thanks. Richard is my harshest critic. <laughs> uh, you know, in high school or middle school or whatever, if somebody gave you a creative writing assignment, great. Or an informative writing assignment, fine. The worst thing that could happen to me is, was a teacher being like, just write whatever you yeah, want. Right. And I'm like, uh, that's I can't do that. I don't yeah. know how to do that. So I have to have rules for for everything. So I I made rules for myself to, to kind of cut this list down of uh, that I'd have to have seen every episode. Oh, wow. The show has – because I'm a completist. You know how I am. Uh, the show has to have run for three seasons or more mm-hmm. um, because it's it's hard to do longevity, and longevity is important. Right. I went ahead and said everything on my list is going to be stuff that is no longer airing new episodes because mm-hmm. because I've had too many experiences of shows that are really enjoyed for three or four seasons and then their last you know two or three seasons ruined mm-hmm. what came before. Uh, I didn't count any kind of revamp seasons, so the Netflix Arrested Development season does not play into to my rank. You know, things like that. Uh, and rewatchability X-Files. is is X Files same thing. Rewatchability is is the big thing. This, like I said, this is a favorites list. I love rewatching my favorite TV shows. I'm constantly watching at least one, if not two, of my all time favorites. Maybe at like one episode a night sort of pace, but. Uh, I, I will, so that plays a big part into 
into my list. Like something like The Sopranos, which I think is the best TV show of all time, is not on my list because I I don't regularly sit and watch uh, The Sopranos every year or something like that. So that's kind of my uh, all of my rules for how. Okay, I and this is going to mix genres. I'm assuming yes, between yeah, drama yeah, yeah. and sci-fi and comedy right, and right. sitcom and okay. Yeah. So go ahead. So I cut the last three on my list that didn't make my top ten. Uh, we're Breaking Bad, which again is in the conversation for the best TV show of all mm-hmm. time, but um, I don't, I don't love rewatching that. The same. Shield is also kind of in that hmm. same boat. Uh, if y'all haven't ever watched Shield, that's prime television. Uh, my this was the hardest one for me to cut, and I finally just decided the reason I'm going to cut it down to beneath ten is because the last couple seasons were kind of lame. Uh, but for years and years and years, my favorite TV show of all time was Boy Meets World. So Preach. Not having it in my top ten kind of hurts me, to be honest. Uh, I may regret this later. Boy Meets forever. World ruined it? Or? No, no, just those last. Boy Meets World's fine. It's a good show. I like it. Uh, Is it? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I've never it's seen it. It's on the record. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm going to use that as a drop. <laughs> Girl Meets World's great. It's fine. It's the best show on TV. No. He's the Sean O'Connell of Girl Meets yeah. World. <laughs> You just don't understand. You're not the right audience. Uh, Jack Courtney, yeah, Jack Courtney's a great it. Feeny, though. I mean, he definitely reprised the role well. <laughs> I, he made me Young. forget about William Daniels. No, uh, <laughs> I love Boy Meets World. I will go back and watch that. I have them all on DVD because I'm very cool. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to borrow those one day. You, you're welcome to it. Uh, but it, those last couple seasons are kind of not great. Uh, How so, dare you? I know. It's tough. So that's those my, are your honorable. Those are my honorable Breaking mentions. Bad. Why did Breaking Bad... I guess your list will explain it, but yeah, there's only one other. There's only one show on my top ten that I don't rewatch on a you know a fairly regular basis, or wouldn't be a hundred percent in on rewatching just right now yeah. anytime, you know. And Breaking Bad kind of falls into the same I'm category. The exact same way. Of I love the show. It's an incredible, incredible show. I imagine I will rewatch it at some point in two or three years or something somewhere down the line. But it's not it's not going to be in a constant rotation of shows that I want to engage in. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. My my list is heavy sitcom for the most part, uh, just because I think that lends itself to more frequent viewings, I guess, than, uh-huh. than the, uh, the, the the drama would. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched Breaking Bad since we did that episode on it. Yeah, yeah be, same here. I'll be so my girlfriend binged through the whole thing. She's like, don't you want to watch this for me? It's like, I will rewatch this at some point, but that's yes. like a once every ten year. Yes. Oh, I can't wait totally. to do it. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, me too. I love it. But I, <laughs> I'm ex- having the exact same place as yeah. Brian because, you know, for, for, that, for that very reason. Okay, so I'm going to mention the ones that didn't make my list mm. uh, before we get into our actual list here. Richard, do you have any as well? Yeah, so I've got a few that uh, I love, but again, on the rewatchability. Uh, Breaking Bad, as I mentioned, um, and uh, The Wire as well. The two great shows that I'll probably right. may or may not never watch through again. I like them a lot, but uh, they're, uh, they're not uh, on the rewatchability scale. And I, they're not, like... <laughs> Breaking Bad definitely has moments, but they're not super enjoyable watches yes. for me. It the feels a little bit like gosh, homework yeah. that you know is great for you. Yes. But like uh but homework nonetheless. So so uh but you know, I watch um you know, I watch Golden Girls every weekend, so maybe <laughs> I'm not maybe I'm the idiot. Right? So the ones that didn't make my list, uh The Walking Dead. Okay. I can see that eventually getting there. Um it's a slow burn. 
Yeah. But I can say uh, it did get me back into TV for a while. I wasn't really watching TV weekly, especially not watching a show every week. You know, right. you TV were only Leonard. watching Two Broke Girls. I was I only watching Two Broke Girls, and you know, honestly, DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah. And the Walking Dead came along, and I really I followed it for probably the first five seasons every week. And I'm I need to catch up more, but it's one that eventually could make its way, but. Like you said, there are still episodes coming out. I don't know where it's going to go. Right. But I, I do appreciate what it has done so far. And uh, Home Improvement. Okay. Oh. Narrowly uh-huh. missed Great my show. top ten. Yeah. Love that show. Why is that show not in syndication more? There's so I many know. 90s sitcoms that are. Is it not on Netflix? It should be. I don't think it is. I don't think Maybe, it is. Man, that would be big if it <laughs> moved. It, it, you well, could, it, you could mean, totally Fuller House Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no Wilson, though. Rest in peace. That's yeah. Yeah, you never saw his face. You could do anyway. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and, you know, Tim Allen is the grandpa. Like, that Don't they already do of... that, and isn't it called The Last Man, Last Stand? Man Standing? I mean, yeah. they just re- – I mean, they've had every guest star they can on, yeah. uh, from Home Improvement. Home but Improvement was awesome. It was a great show, and – very underrated, and it's one people don't often think of when they mm-hmm. are making their favorite shows. Innovative, too, sort of stylistically. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was still yeah. a three-camera, but, like, with a lot of the sets and stuff. To have the show within a show with yeah. the tool time was funny, yeah. and they did some great bits on there, and and it uh, was a very formative show on me. And also, uh, didn't make my list, Shark Tank. Love Shark Tank. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's so one you I, don't think of as well. I freaking I, love that show. I limited myself. I didn't care about comedy or drama, but I limited myself to scripted. Same here. Uh-huh. So I, did, I, yeah. couldn't, I didn't let myself do any late night or news shows. Oh, right? well, I did. <laughs> I cut Top Chef and SNL for the same reasons. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to stay. I scripted. cut out Letterman for that well, reason. Well, I wish we would have talked about this because <laughs> my <laughs> no, list good. is going to be. Every list is, is different. That's, That's yeah, because if part. it was me, because yeah. you know, I'm such a nonfiction nerd, if I did that, my top ten would right. be all like. Yeah. Do like the Magic CBS, Johnson CBS, show and, CBS Sunday right. morning, Chevy yeah, Charlie Chase, Rose, Hall, but just the reboot, not the original. yeah, not the original, yeah. the Chevy Chase Hour, Gosh. Um, George Lopez, Lopez tonight, I mean, Say Jack Show, yeah, Say Jack Show. <laughs> All right, so those are mine. I guess we can move into our top tens now. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. My number ten show is Thirty Rock. Mm. Um, Great show. I had it out in place of Boy Meets World for a little while, but I, the fast talk, the the genius of that show is still so it's still so funny to me uh rewatching it some of those seasons i've probably seen eight times yeah you know and still you know i'll catch it on syndication and there will be something that makes me laugh for the first time it's right. such a fast show and so, so joke smart. intensive yeah uh just like a joke every two seconds you know uh and tina tina fey is great but american treasure alec baldwin Absolutely makes that show, and it's it's yes, it's an incredible incredible show still to me. So it's after six, Brian, what am I a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a great show. no, it's it's one that I've discovered. Mm-hmm. I'm on season three right now. Okay, um, it's better as it it's, goes. Too, it's in my great. Opinion. I've binge. I'll binge probably three or four episodes at a time. You know, once a week. Yeah, and man, I can't wait to see where it goes. But Tracy Morgan. Add so, so much to that. that show, and I never really cared for for Tracy on SNL and a lot of his post SNL bit. I was just like, eh, this is not really that great. And on that show, it's in, he's incredible because I I don't think he know, my whole bit during the show was that he doesn't know that he's doing a show. He thinks right. that he's just being <laughs> yeah. Tracy Morgan. He wants to know why. That's why they had to like, call him Tracy because they just yeah. got confused when they were calling him Doug and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Two uh, of the most underrated characters ever too are Grizz and Dotcom. Yes. Yes. I great think that great. show could revolve 
totally around Baldwin, yes, uh, Tina Fey, Jane Krakowski, and uh, and Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. those, Jack McBriar is good right. in kind of a limited role. Yeah. I think yes. if they used him too much, mm-hmm. you can get annoying. Jane, Jane Krakowski is unbelievable. She, so she is so. I did not know her. I yeah. knew of her, but I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. And she is just such a gem such in a that actress. She, yeah, <laughs> that is. It's such a great idea for a show. Yes. And NBC to like. Make let that happen, yeah, and use the NBC logos and name yeah. and reputation yeah. and the it, address, the yeah. 30 Rockefeller right. Plaza, and everything. Luckily, there was literally no leadership at SNL, <laughs> right? At NBC at during NBC. that time, just so. do whatever you want. It's the, fine. That, that, yeah. the, that corner office at the top of the building was just yeah. vacant with like an old, like yeah. with geese living in it. If yeah. you've never watched 30 Rock and you start to binge, I would say, I would warn you, it takes about eight. Ten episodes yes. to like I build on get it. into when it was live. When and I started the first incredible. season, I watched the first three and was like, "I don't yeah, like same this here. for some reason." Same here. And then came back two years later and was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I went yeah. back and went second and third season just take it up. Yep, significantly. That's a great one. Uh, what's your number ten, Richard? My number ten is a show I think that uh, I will go down in history as 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 the kind of the, maybe the Chuck Berry or Little Richard as the of the golden era of television. It's a show called The Sopranos. Nice. And I think every successful show, especially cable sh- drama, should tithe five percent to David Chase for kind of figuring this yes. out first. Yes. Um, especially anything with kind of an antihero, um, it's it's beautifully complex and funny and dark and violent and unsavory and disgusting and wonderful all at once. Yes. And there's so many different types of plot lines that all. Um, and character types that kind of coalesce together perfectly, and it's it's really really a great show. Mm-hmm. And and oddly, because it was so heralded during its time, because for the first few years especially, it was the only thing like it of yes. its quality certainly on television. Right. The other networks kind of figured out how to do it, um, but it's kind of now been overshadowed, I think, in a lot of ways by shows since your you're Breaking right. Bad's and your all all of which are great shows. Um, but uh, The Sopranos, to me, is, is such a golden standard of, of modern, dramatic uh, television, or I suppose uh, it's not TV, it's HBO. But um, <laughs> I've been, had that beat into my head. But it's, it's a wonderful uh, show. I, and, it, and it's uh, much like Mad Men. Um, it's so, even though it's not a period piece, uh, it's so kind of timeless in a weird way. Yeah, it's a really easy one to rewatch. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like oh, this looks like two thousand and one. I mean, it right. does look the like style, the style of the clothing and the. I mean, it the has it, but they're and... so over the top, mobbed right. out that like you can mm-hmm. kind of watch it any time, and right. you don't. It's not like well, watching... and our vision of what the mob looks like has it's... been the same since like nineteen forty. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so it's not like when you watch Seinfeld and you're like, well, why is his hair right? In the back? <laughs> why was that yeah. cool? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Sopranos number ten, Kento, yeah. your number ten show of all time. My number ten is Arrested Development. Ah, nice. I've heard of that the I, band right documentary about the band. love the band some 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 of the best hits uh-huh. i mean chart toppers uh, i love the rest of the development i think richard actually got me into it oh did uh, i in high school cool I good didn't, for me wasn't really i actually thought i was about a jail for so long but oh, i was yeah. like orange is the new black but right. a sit, more of a sitcom yeah and i didn't understand well because well, a lot of the first season yeah the promo yeah. would be jeffrey tambor in jail exactly. and it has arrested in the right. title i, uh-huh. I didn't understand it so and good. once i discovered it i, I fell in love with it but uh, the newer seasons kind of moved it down on my list. Might have mm-hmm. been higher had it just stayed where it was at. I I think the new stuff is great. Uh, it's just different. It's a, it's a little different. I think they're going to do another season and uh, hopefully a movie or something. We'll yeah. see if they can maybe redeem themselves a little. It's just so 
it's so weird to end something and and it ends and just bring it back and expect it to be the same. It's still yeah, funny. Especially it's just the way not, they did it. Yeah. I yeah. think we did an episode at the time and we talked about I think Richard was the the driving force behind giving them a lot of credit for pulling something off because it is really difficult what they did to get yes. all that figured out. But if they do another season, they have to get everybody in the same room and have it because uh-huh. that's what made the show so good in the first it's, place. Was it's like playing off of each other. It's like recent Eminem records. Like technically it's more impressive, sure. but it doesn't have the same feel of the early stuff. <laughs> right. So <laughs> when he stopped putting Marshall Mathers anywhere in the title of the album, I, just, <laughs> I lost interest. Yeah. So that's mine. I, maybe that's it'll come up one. later. It will but... come up later. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. My number nine, and this is a this show. I think if I would have made this list uh, three weeks ago, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have included. But I've been rewatching it, and I'm still I'm just I'm in awe of the ridiculous bits that they were able to do on this show and pulled them off. And so number nine for me is Community, mm-hmm. um, minus the the harmonless fourth season that just kind of feels a little zombie like. And I've not seen the Yahoo season, so. Seasons one through three and five. Um, I just finished season five last night, mm-hmm. so I rewatched the whole thing. And it is just they're doing stuff. They did stuff on that show that I, I really don't think any other true sitcom has ever been able to right. accomplish. You, they're doing stuff that you would see on like a web show or late on uh, on Cartoon Network. You know, right. Just really, really. Um, high concept episodes, and then they they nail them. And the, I love the cast of the show. When the when that show figures out that uh, uh, what's his name, Joel McHale is not the driving force behind the show, but instead it's <laughs> Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, and <laughs> certainly not Chevy Chase. That it's Donald Glover and uh, the guy who plays Abed and Allison Brie. When those three are, that's actually just Allison. Brie. Right? It's just she doesn't have a character <laughs> name. She's just Allison Brie. In my book, uh, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. When they discover that those three are the key to the show, it takes off, and it is such a funny experience to go through. And the the way that they seriously, some of the smartest, most out there writing that I, I think has ever existed on a on a sitcom. And I think, unfortunately, I think it's one that's going to get lost in the shuffle to history. I don't think people are going to be talking about community in ten years or twenty years or something like that the way they might be about yeah. some of these others. And that's a bummer to me because it's a really really tight, well-written show that deserves more more credit. I think they just didn't know when to stop, and they just kept yes. trying to convince us that people like yeah. this show. It's, it's, it needs a, to stay on. Yeah, it's a lot like Scrubs. Uh, it's like the <sighs> the it's like the A plus of whatever Scrubs was trying to be. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed Scrubs. Scrubs has aged horribly. It doesn't yeah, it look has. good at all. And they had that the same thing where it's like they kept like almost canceling the show and then bringing it back and mm-hmm. like, and oh, it dragged. this network will take it. But Scrubs sure. really did it's some on the high... Weather Channel now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Weather Channel. <laughs> There's just a graphic. They're at suddenly the bottom, meteorologists. Though, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they change professions. Um, Scrubs had some really high concept episodes, and then they did them to like a B plus, A minus level. Then they do like a lot of live stuff. They did a live show. They did a musical one time, which is a great. Like they did some really interesting stuff that you don't typically see happen on network TV. But I think all of Scrubs is just setting up Cougar Town, and I think that totally, would be yeah, the most important <laughs> aspect of that. But which Community Cougar really Town will come up later. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. all of us, I think. Yeah, Top show, yeah. All right. So number nine for me is Community. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Richard. My number nine is going to be CSI. No. Um, 
I'm just doing, I'm doing the TV Couldn't land shows, pick. but not the ones that repeat the original TV land shows. So we're going to start with Hot the X's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Don't spoil it. Hot in Cleveland. I, I prefer the X's because you get Newman, the chick from Third Rock from the Sun, and the guy from Scrubs. Yeah. Um, no, my number nine show. Ken, if, you were to, if I were to ask you who the defining humorists of our generation, maybe a little older, are, who would you say? Humorists? Well, Gary Shandling. No. Okay. A little older. And Who's older. You? Yeah, I, would, I think a lot of people would say Jon Stewart. I think a lot of people would say Conan O'Brien, maybe Stephen Colbert. Uh-huh. I think Tina Fey would David be Letterman. some buzz. Maybe Dane Cook. Letterman, maybe. Dane Cook. But I think these uh, this, these two gentlemen are, without a doubt, the defining humorists of our uh, generation in a Aaron lot of different Stella. mediums. And uh, I think <laughs> Hardy. my number nine show is going to be South Park. Oh. Because I think that show, when it hits, it hits so grandly. Um, and those guys are so crazy talented and smart in so many ways. And uh, it's such a, you know, it's something you take for granted now. And it, it has sort of fallen off in recent years. But uh, I don't know about that. I Have you seen the Trump season? Yeah. The newest? <laughs> They're doing a serialized now. Used to be, it used yeah. to be every episode was independent right. of itself. Now they're doing one storyline for an entire season, yeah. and it's it's next level. <laughs> the amount of satire is it's unbelievable. I think they are def- easily the the biggest sat the best satirists of of their generation, and and uh, and uh, people kind of free- you think of South Park as sort of this thing that just happens a couple times a year. And I think Trey and Matt are, are really insanely insanely talented, as as Book of Mormon and and various other things have shown. So, so uh, some of your favorite ball. episodes, what were those? Oh be? man, um, I love. Uh, there's a one called Aspen where there's a it's a timeshare <laughs> episode in Aspen yeah. that's a really random one. I like to go a little outside. The Ladder to Heaven episode is fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, trapped in the closet. Trapped in the closets. M- masterful. The Scientology. The the Mormon. Uh, and the Scientology episodes uh-huh. are great. I think what they've did, and by the way, my number nine is South Park as well. Oh, so let's just so talk, about let's talk South Park. Great mind. for great, for great, a minute. Great mind. Uh, the Make Love Not Warcraft uh-huh. is so funny. Yes, um, it's just when it cuts to well, the way they do the animation in that, and then yeah. when it cuts to um, when that guy that orc comes in and like just totally owns like all four of them. They're like, yeah. I don't know who he is, but he must be one BA guy. And then it cuts to when it's just like the fattest loserest guy, just like with the two. The, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were so genius in the fact that, like, we've got these four main characters, but screw that. Let's just do Randy Marsh, <laughs> like one of their dads who is completely delusional. And I just – every Randy Marsh episode has, is Randy's one must of the best see characters TV. ever. It's and, must-see TV. And, and the fact that the kind of construct of that show is the only sane people, aside from Cartman – the only sane people in this town are these kids. Yeah. And all the adults are stupid. Right. And that's so funny. Um, there's so much you can do with that narratively. And uh, Cream, f- Cream Fresh, where Randy yes. is going to be this, tries to be the chef and yeah. faces off against Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one the one where the internet where the internet goes out. Heading yes. out California way. Going to find some internet. Looking for some internet. Yeah. There, uh, there's, I could sit here all night and talk South Park. We yes. may need to do a dedicated episode on our favorite South Park stuff. Maybe yes. when it ends, if it ever ends. Hopefully um, not. But so genius. And uh, again, the animation style lends to the humor, too. But yes. the fact that they haven't tried to improve that. And they like totally they, they, could. They totally could. They have incredible, incredible, you know, animators that can, they do an episode in like four days. Yeah. 
but uh, they just try to keep it the same style, yeah. and they actually like scan in construction paper so that the textures on the clothes looks still looks like construction <laughs> paper, like the original show did. And, and that's what's great, right? You you pass on that, but the 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 coolest thing about South Park is. is First, animation opens up your whole world because you can do whatever. Right. But secondly, the fact that they figured out a production schedule that allows the, the mass produce that right from, from script, from an idea to script to animation in four or five days, and you can actually, in the moment, satire the culture with animation is insane. They because, talk about stuff that happened the day before. Yeah. That they'll just quickly write in and yeah. animate up. And, and The Simpsons, and as great as The Simpsons is and was, and, and the success the success that shows like Family Guy have had, they, they take nine months to make fun of something right. because you have to send it to Career to get animated. And the fact that those guys have basically figured out a way to do an animated Saturday Night Live that's topical every week is insane. Yeah. And, uh, and and you can to- and, it, and it's not limited like Saturday Night Live because it's construction paper. You can you can you can go to you can legitimately go to Jupiter if you want right. to and make anything happen to make your point. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy show, and it's it's so adventurous comedically that when it fails, it's so stupid and bad. But when it is funny, it is funnier than and smarter than almost anything. I agree. I'm going to go ahead and hit my number eight. Go and, for it. And uh, my number eight is Friends. Uh, classic sitcom, maybe the most popular sitcom of That's our... That's with the monkey, right? <sighs> right. right. Okay. I've only seen Marcel. the first season. Yeah. It, maybe the most popular sitcom of our time. I yeah. know it ended in 2004. Still insanely popular. Still insanely it's popular. still probably the number one sitcom on TV. I think it's probably the best ensemble yeah. in a comedy that's ever... Mm-hmm. I mean, you take you remove one of them and it's just not the same show. Yeah. And they were very smart in the beginning. And, uh, you know, they're obviously very close friends. Not uh, no Hold on, but I they gotta, agreed to. I got to take a walk. <laughs> yeah, they agreed to mind. split it evenly, yeah. and they all said we're each going to make the same amount of money. No one's going to get paid more than anyone else, and they negotiated all their contracts together. You know, right. eventually they're making you know over a million dollars an episode. Amazing. But I think that shows in the show that they're all six were so close because none of them had a bigger head than anyone else. I mean, outside of the show, some were more successful than others, but I think it was such an isolated. World and they were they all started off basically as nobodies. And I think right. Ross was the only role that was written for David. Right. Schwimmer. Not Courtney Cox. Her role was it was she, supposed, she to, be was called, supposed to be Rachel. I thought it was going to be called, but if the show was Lisa built Kudrow around her, it was going to be Rachel. Yeah, I think. but it was originally called like Monica and Friends was the name of the show at hmm. one point, and then but Courtney Cox had had a few movie roles and uh, was going to be kind of the centralized character, right. but then they kind of and a very uh, important music video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Um, but uh, this gun's for hire. But, uh, yeah, so, so, but, yeah, I think you're I right, I think they though. wanted her in the show, but they didn't write yeah. the role for her. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. the character was written for they her. They actually wrote Ross for David Schwimmer. Yeah. Uh, it's, man, Ross and David Schwimmer is the, the best part of that oh, show. Oh, absolutely. I, the older you get, I remember yeah, when I was a get. kid, yes. it's like, you think when you're younger, because that show was a lot of my childhood and adolescence, when you're younger, Joey's funny because he's stupid. Right. And then you kind of want to be Chandler because he's the funny one, and I had brown hair. But then you get older, and you're like, wow, Ross is Ross so much funnier. Together, yeah. And and just character-wise, the great thing about Friends is all of them have perfect lives. Uh-huh. They have, you never wor- really worry about, you know, like one of them has a, it's like a, waitress but can afford this awesome uh, <laughs> uh, apartment in Manhattan and they have you know a sh- they are, their careers are great their love lives kind of 
you know, are all fine, except Ross, everything that could ever go wrong goes wrong. He's like always getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Anything that goes wrong on the show happens his to Ross. Lesbian. His wife's a lesbian. He's always losing his job. <laughs> he can't figure out the Rachel thing. Yeah. He has a kid. He has another kid. His monkey yeah. gets taken yeah. away. Like, everything <laughs> bad that happens on the show happens yeah. to him, and it's so funny. And he's, like, the nicest, most genuine <laughs> yes. guy on the show, too. The one that he's the one that the should least. have it together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a great and, point. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. And I think that show. And he's a paleontologist, which is They hilarious. knew when to end it, I think. Yes. Uh, and I think the, end, the last episode was great. Of it Friends. was. It, was, yeah. it tied such a bow on it, and it gives me warm fuzzies thinking about it. She got off the plane. <laughs> They got the uh, coffee. They got the foosball table back. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great. No, there were. It's it's a great show, and like I said, it it holds up great. It just got added to Netflix, and it's one that you can I, throw I, on at night, and fall asleep, and I think it's the. Mo- I, I'll talk about it more in a minute, or uh, it's it's up here on my list as mm-hmm. well. But I think it's the most rewatchable show in the history of television. I think you can. <sighs> I think anybody can walk into a room with friends playing on Nickelodeon at ten thirty at night. See the episode, sit down, watch the episode, can say, I've never seen this before, or can say, I've seen this literally a hundred mm-hmm. times, and still, you're, you're not going to be rolling in laughter, but you will still enjoy that Ross 30 minutes. Out loud. Uh, I think it's... Am like, I? Am I? Yes. When Ross was, Such an impressive was having a, like a kung fu competition yeah. with, you know... Anytime was, Ross's music gets worked in is great. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. And some of the episodes they did where they... Where they flash back to when they were in college and yeah. stuff. And there's Monica's so many, in the fat suit. And that right. show has more origin stories than ours. Yeah. Um, there's like 18 different, none right. of them yeah. like, link up at all. Right. It's kind of funny. There's yeah. a weird tangent in that show where like, Joey and Rachel are in love. Or yeah. He lo- that, yeah. That was just the <laughs> weird. That's the the probably yeah. the one plot line. It was, where like, was like, a, oh, well, we haven't done this yet. I yeah. guess we'll try, you know. Yeah. That was kind of weird, but yeah. maybe we'll talk about it later. So that was my sure. number eight. Go with your number eight. My number eight is Arrested Development, and I think it's the – I've said before, it's the best sitcom of all time. Um, I don't rewatch it as much as I do some of these other shows, partly uh, because it is very difficult to just step in and watch mm-hmm. episode 11 from season two, and partly because – like rereading a book. You yes. You read chapter yes. 11. But partly also because I, I – it's very – like it's special to me, and I don't ever want it to get – old i guess like shawshank redemption is an incredible film i don't like to rewatch shawshank every time it's on tnt 700 times in a row like it like it typically is uh because it's a special film to me i don't want to, that to ever wear off so rest of development the first three seasons are uh some uh, maybe the smartest written especially from a dialogue standpoint mm-hmm. the stuff that they do on that show i think you can watch an episode for the for the dozenth time and catching new joke that you've missed before it's so so funny some of the first subtle jokes i realized was when tobias does the blue man group thing my gosh and like all the knobs are blue in the kitchen yeah because it's blue handprints in places it's it's such a beautifully structured show the way that they i mean (laughs) so much attention this is feather bottom yes gosh so so good uh there's a joke i think it's in like the second or third episode of season two that i probably had watched the show five times and i'd heard i then i caught Mm -hmm. this joke for the first and it's a foul 
awful joke. So is it about the so, boat? Yes, yes. yes that's my favorite one. joke. Yeah, it's the most brilliantly <laughs> written joke ever. I'll leave when I'm good and ready. Yes, yeah. it had just gone over my head every time, or I just was paying oh, attention man. to something else. Yeah, and I caught that, and I literally I had to, to I had to pause the show because <laughs> yeah. I was laughing so hard. Uh, it's an it's an incredible show. Still to this day, um, I think. Awesome. I think you can. Uh, My you... favorite, the hardest I laughed ever in that show. It's episode one of season three, and uh, Michael and um, George Michael and Lucille. Lucille. Are ta- Lucille's just incredible. <laughs> are are talking about, and she's saying she's going off her medicine, her postpartum depression medicine. In her la- she had her last child thirty five years <laughs> right, ago. Right, right. And she goes, that's what this, the, these psychiatric drugs are very bad for you. That's what this very handsome doctor, si- very handsome scientist said. And he goes, that was not a doctor mom. That was Tom Cruise. And he's not a scientist. He's a Scientologist. And uh, they go back and forth. And he goes, you know what, mom? Um, it's just like the funniest three minutes ever. He goes, mom, they, they're getting rid of this family cabin. And he says, mom, tell you what. Why don't you go up to the cabin? It's the last weekend we have it. And, you know, maybe you could even take a date up there. And she goes, like, I can get someone to go up in that musty old clap trap. And Michael just stares at her and the goes. Pause. It's the pause. The cabin. Oh, the cabin. The yeah. Cabin. That'll yeah. be hard, too. And he Gosh. walks her out and closes the door. And for some reason, Job was just hiding behind the door the whole time. Yes. He's like, I didn't even know we had a cabin. I don't think that show would work at all without Jason Bateman. No. no. Bateman. At all. All, everybody on that show is incredible. They the casting on that is out of this world. But you need Bateman to react. If to you them. don't have Bateman to play the straight man, there's no one. There's no one in Hollywood that does the pause and react yes. the way that Bateman does. The, and that show calls for it so. The often. biggest fault with season four is that he is now is crazy like the rest of the family. Yes. He's not the. Yes. I mean, it's, season four is still funny. It's fun, right. funnier than anything else on TV. But the reason it's inferior to the first three seasons is he's not now the ma- center mass to which everything is crazy around right. him. He's now as as is flawed and stupid right. as the rest right. of them pretty much. And, and George Michael is kind of the right. the center post, but it's he's not as not I mean, the same. And thing. I love Michael Sarah, but it's not the same. So right. if they do season five, I hope Michael has his stuff together because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just, they've got to get them all together. Even if it's only four episodes, yeah. whatever it is, I think the, the genius of that show is everybody reacting off of each other. And yeah. when you only have two of them together at a time, it just, you're missing that yeah, he, magic. Because um, otherwise, I'm going there for a you job. It's people, something you go and do, yeah. and then people pay. Never mind. I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rea- but that is one of the shows. At almost every show on my list, and this is it's just television in general. It takes a while to like decide right. that you that this is for you. That show um, came out when I was in college. College kids, at least my generation, we don't watch TV yep. at all. And for some reason, busy partying. Yeah, bro. just. Just tearing up Cersei, Arkansas. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I made a point of watching that show from from the first yeah, episode, same. and the joke about uh, about illusions. Uh, a trick is something a whore does for money. Yeah. Is the it, at that moment I was like, I'm in. This is yeah. the fun. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. This is so funny. I was just locked in from minute one. So anyway, cool, great. Lots one. of hot that's actually my number eight on. too. Oh, so we'll look at go, that. We'll go to Kent's number seven. My Kent's number taking seven. a selfie right now. Is uh, I gotta pull up my list. Actually, if you want to go to, you can follow on Snapchat at Ken Garrison. Yeah, you can. Hey, my number seven is uh, is The Office. Okay, so we can talk about The Office, or do you want? Let's actually save it because I know you guys are gonna have it higher, and let's have that conversation later. Yeah, it'll Uh, definitely come up. So, Brian, why don't we go to your number seven or number six? (laughs) Number seven for me. This show, 
of again of all these shows is the one that I'm least likely to sit back and and just watch a random episode of or or like you know what I just want to start that show over and watch mm-hmm. it again. But when I was making the list, a it felt wrong to make a show of my favorite a list of my favorite shows without including this one, and B I realized that I had rewatched at least good chunks of it. Uh, three or four times because for years when the new season would come on, I'm going to rewatch everything mm-hmm. leading up to that uh, to get ready for it because it's such a dense show that you kind of have to really be plugged into what's happening or you miss stuff. And that's Mad Men, uh, uh-huh. which mm. Richard and I did an episode on by ourselves. The only Mad About Movies episode that is Sans Kent. And I think it's decidedly the best. <laughs> right. The stats yeah. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but the critics. Yes. Critics really. It's like Sean O'Connell loved it. Right. 92% <laughs> on uh, on podcast tomatoes. Um, the the, uh, the pot and tomatoes, <laughs> which is a fantastic snack right beautiful show uh the acting is incredible and um i don't know richard i don't know if this is on your list because i don't it is be the one i'll talk about it later but i think uh you know it is oddly rewatchable because it's funnier than you always you always think it is yeah and you know i went over on on saturday night i went to uh a parade uh because that's just most saturdays for me no we had a st patty's parade here in dallas i went to that then i went and saw a concert and then i went back to my place for a little bit and had some dinner, and then I went and met some friends out again, and we went to pick up these people I didn't know, um, and we went up to their place. They were f- friends of my girlfriend, and they were watching, they happened to be watching Mad Men when, yeah. I, when we went to get them, and it was mm-hmm. like, everyone just sat down for like 20 minutes, and uh, you know, one guy had like literally no frame of reference to the show. He, I don't think he even knew what it was uh-huh. or that it had ever ever existed and he was just asking questions and it was so great because he's like who's this guy what's their dynamic and he was like totally in he's like yeah. i'm definitely gonna start streaming this but then um joan walked in like he was just like whoa what's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> his reaction was everything yeah. i was like yeah, yeah she's a major character yeah. he's like i'm starting I'm it tonight in. yeah yeah it's also i think it's one of the rare shows sitcoms this is pretty pretty common but for uh for dramas for hour longs i think it's rare to have an episode or two episodes or three episodes that you can mention just like the name of mm-hmm. the episode and everybody who's watched the show is like, yep. I know exactly what you're talking the about. Suitcase. That's an incredible the suitcase and the carousel. Yep. And now I've forgotten the name of the the one the one that breaks me so hard every time when Joan The Contest? Uh, uh, not Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, when Joan uh, yeah. is is such a it, that's such a I think a rare thing. And Breaking Bad has that too. But I like think Asimon Madden's marketing fly. problem is that it, it's obviously a period piece, but it's a great period of, of American history to kind of enjoy right. and, and hop into. But it's sort of uh, because it's it's grouped into these kind of heavy dramas, and it is at times. But it's so 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 funny. It's such and a I think if you haven't watched show. it, it's yeah. not gonna. Don't be afraid of it that you're going to – I got to go – I got to march on seven season, seasons of the depressing sixties right. and watch advertising agents react to MLK getting shot. Yes, there are moments like that. Right. But it's always paid off with a really darkly funny right. person. There is a suicide on the show that is laugh out loud funny. Right. That's, that's like all you need to know. That's weird for a drama. Right. And The lawnmower. Yeah. Office, I mean there's all like kinds that. of stuff Such and just funny. little lines in Roger Sterling's quips and then just – Things right. that happen, uh, and and also the best thing I can say about Mad Men, in uh, in in best thing to say about a drama because you you know this is a show that spans ten years and you really live with these people for ten years and the coolest most realistic thing and true to life thing of the whole show is characters you hate in episode one you will love in episode yes one hundred and fifty it's incredible and it's so funny and they they don't really change no it, but it's just like real people 
you yes. kind of grow to see grow to different see, sides yeah. of them, or you just like to enjoy how horrible right. they are. And um, and <laughs> and yeah, like Pete Campbell yeah. is essentially yeah. the same from beginning to end. Right, and a horrible human. He's the times. worst person. Yeah. To he's my play. favorite character. Oh, on me the show. too. Yes. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And uh, and. And so don't bail on it. And if you're somebody that doesn't love heavy dramas, what it's a great kind of intro class into uh, prestige TV dramas. I think Mad Men is. What was your number eight? And it has Draper, and that's that helps a lot because I think Don Draper is the greatest, uh, the greatest drama character. If I if I had to rank, I would say Sopranos is the number one show of all time. Don Draper is better than Tony Soprano. Yeah. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, my number eight was Arrested Development, Kent. And okay. Then, uh, seven was The Office. Okay, The Office. That's What's right. your seven, Kento? My seven, I have my list right here, is The Simpsons. I've heard of that. Now, that's new, right? It's new. <laughs> it's uh, only 30 seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Short seasons. Though. I think this one falls onto my list more, less because I watch it all the time, more for... What it represents and, yeah. and how it influenced me. Totally, yes. uh, I think it's totally worth keeping around. I think it's still good at what it does. Um, it's just trying to find new stories to tell. Sure. It's maybe the hardest thing about that show is that Simpsons. there have been times where they've written an episode that they've already oh well we've already done that, already done that you know yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that and. I mean, but the Simpsons movie was really funny. Yeah. I think that when Simpsons wants to be funny and tries to be funny, it can be. And uh, my only issue with it is that it takes like six months to make an episode. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the commentary or satire isn't really poignant a lot of times. It's like oddly better in reruns because you're not looking for comedy. You know, current satire. Right. You just like to see the satire. So, like, when you watch one from five years ago, it's funnier than it was at the time because you have. Uh, proper retrospect. Yeah. 603 episodes. Right. And uh, only three of them are good. The FX <laughs> app is has every episode on yeah. there. Wow. And that is an amazing tool. Yeah. Every season, even new episodes on there. And, you know, if you oh, don't wow. have cable and you can get someone to give you a password, yeah. that's t- totally worth it. That Someday is. I'm doing that. I'm going to sit down. I, I almost, honestly tried, almost dedicated myself. I was like, I'm going to buy all the Simpsons on DVD. Yeah, I started that process. And then I saw here. the announcement. They're, they're coming yeah. to streaming, so like, screw that. Yeah, it's over now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's great, too, because they've restored all the episodes uh-huh. in high definition, too. Yeah, so even it though looks great. It yeah. looks really good. It's all in widescreen. Still got and, weird voices, though, in that first season, though. Right. When they, did, when they first announced it, they did the FXX channel with the fx2 or yeah or, or whatever and they did a that marathon right for like three weeks it was yeah. awesome too and you literally everyone was tweeting about it anytime and see a simpsons episode yeah, yeah i 
I think they debated for a while to do a Simpsons channel right. that was just going to be yeah. all Simpsons. The and only I think, show you could do that, like that or Meet the Press, or like the only show right, you could do that right. for. They, they should do a graining channel with just Futurama and the Simpsons. That'd be and, cool. I yeah. think there should be an SNL channel. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. That would be good. That would be so great. Just but the Simpsons might come up again, maybe. I don't have, you don't it, on have it on my list. list. It was wow. highly... Uh, considered? Uh, yeah, highly considered. It was a massive part of... My comedic upbringing Same. and and who and I think all, I mean everybody in our generation. It was there's such no a one that's thing. under forty that's not yes. super influenced yeah. by it. I mean, but I, for me, I I've probably seen. I bet I've seen ninety eight percent of the episodes from what what year to start eighty nine. I think yeah eighty from like eighty nine to two thousand and two. I probably have seen every episode or almost every episode. And from two thousand two to twenty sixteen, I've probably seen like. 20 total mm-hmm. you know i just it's not but when i was in college that was an every single day thing Same. for me was sitting for down high school for me i remember distinctly for five years of my life it was like get home from school yes boy meets world home improvement <laughs> friends seinfeld right so there was always something about that homework the simpsons that it was kind of controversial so yes. it made you want to watch it more it was it's weird. so funny to me now that it's that's, so it's so innocuous but yeah. man we i know in my know. house we watched the first episode and my dad was like We'll never watch that show again. And I'll, okay, my mom. Oh, she hated it. It's 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 funny how compared to everything, everything on television. That I mean, there are shows so on Nickelodeon that yes. are that are the show my parent children. wouldn't let me watch was Rugrats because yeah. Angelica was so disrespectful to her yeah. parents, oh, to yeah. the kids. That's she was screaming, yeah. "You stupid babies!" All yeah. that all the time. And yeah. that was more off limits than The Simpsons was. Rugrats, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. We I, there were a lot of shows in my house. that was like, nope, we we don't get to watch that. So of course, Simpsons number one on my list of. I'm going to someone else's house. Hey, can we watch the Simpsons? Yeah, I really want to watch the Simpsons. It holds up great, and they've kept the cast together for this long. Uh, Harry Shearer almost bailed last year, and then they, Piven. I guess, I guess hardcore they Piven. they gave him enough money. They even told him, hey, you can we'll set up a, Piven? we'll yeah. set up an ISDN line in your house, yeah, to where you can record all your right. episodes at home. You and he still wouldn't do it, humans. and he yeah. still wouldn't do it. But now he's back, and he just I'm sure he wanted more money. But straight yeah. cash uh, The Simpsons is my number seven, so on to six, Brian. Six for me is Friends. Uh, we talked about it a lot, so I'll just keep it short. I think again, it's it's the most rewatchable show of all time. I'm so. I did the binge on Netflix. It started on Netflix like in January last year, I think, and I binged it all. Um, and it had been, I don't know, five, six years since I had sat down and, and tried to watch a season or, in this case, ten seasons instead of just like the random episode on on Nickelodeon or something. But it's a it, – it's still to me it holds up really well. It's very impressive the way that they were able to – it's not quite as timeless as like what we were talking about with Sopranos, but it also doesn't feel dated at the same time, if that makes sense. Like it's not uh, – the time period is not the most dominating factor of that show when you sit down to watch it. And I think a lot of times that is not the case with sitcoms. So I'm uh, always impressed with the way that they were able to keep that together for 10 years and and still make the show funny and make you care about uh, characters in a way that – there's like a gap on sitcoms where people – I think – between like MASH and Friends, there wasn't as much concern and care about each character in a show. 
uh, and friends kind of brought that back to the the forefront. So a lot of a lot of dibs on that as well. Absolutely. Go ahead with six, Richard. So here's a curveball that I don't think a lot of people are going to have in their list, but the show is very important to me. Uh, from probably 13, 14 to 18, and still it's it's maddening that I can't ever get I can't watch it ever yeah. any, in any way. But this is a small show, and it went on to have a lot of famous people in it, but they were not famous at the time. Uh, Freaks and Geeks show on NBC. No, this is my Freaks and Geeks. It's a show called Ed. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. top ten list. Top ten. Love Ed. <laughs> Ed's on my the list. The movie Matt McConaughey. Oh, no, that's MTV. MTV. It's, <laughs> it's the movie with Matt LeBlanc and the Chimp. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, Ed was Greatest a show about – it had Tom Cavanaugh. He of Yogi is there Bear. Any, wait, side, side note, is there anything more 90s than Ed? The, no. the Monkeys were huge in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and so baseball. was Joey from Friends and baseball movies. Yeah, so let's combine the, the three. That was the first 30 for 30, wasn't it? <laughs> I that? saw that in the theaters. <laughs> oh, wow. My poor, poor mother. Um, I like Eddie better with Goldberg. Mm, it's all that in theaters, too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Again, my poor, poor mother. Yeah, um, yeah so – Ed had Tom Cavanaugh. He of I think he was in, recently in the Yogi Bear movie. He was the lead in that. <laughs> yeah, he he's didn't on go the on. Flash. He's very good on the Flash. Oh, okay, he's on the Flash. Yeah. Um, Julie Bowen, who's gone on the uh, Mad Men, um, Modern Family. I'm part Modern Family. I don't know why I said Mad Men. Uh, Modern Family. Uh, Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, Chili Mitchell. Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah. Um, it was a great cast. It was a show about a, a lawyer. Slattery. John Slattery. Guy. Yeah. Um, it was a show about a lawyer in New York City who gets fired and moves back home and opens up a law office and buys the bowling alley and runs his law office out of the bowling alley. It was like half procedural, but like really silly stuff, like sure. small town crime, and then half narrative of, of kind of romantic dramedy. But it was so funny. And it was, it was, it was written and produced by Letterman and team um, and kind of has that kind of worldwide pants sensibility. It's, it's, if, if it's ever the Foo Fighters and a bunch of people did all the music on Ed, and so it's really hard to get the music rights, which is why it's never been on DVD or streaming. If it yeah. ever does, um, I can't imagine why it would because it's been now 15 years. But if and there's not a huge calling for sure. it, but if it ever does, if you listen to the show, check out Ed. Um, it's it's something that probably would be much bigger now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really, really sweet and funny and uh, and well acted. And, and well That's written. one that I've never seen, to be honest. I've only well, seen of it. a couple episodes, but you're so high on it and have preached it so much that there have been a few times when I've looked up the you know, yeah. the illegal DVDs that have been recorded. It's very VHS similar tonally. If you like something like Gilmore Girls, yeah. it's like a slightly more masculine Gilmore Girls, is how I would d- describe it. Is it any relation to Chuck? <laughs> um, no, no, unfortunately. Have you seen Chuck? Oh, yeah. Can't, that's uh, so Ryan's seen talent. everything. He's seen it, especially TV shows. Yeah, I love watching TV. I love I, my brain. We'll just stop down and talk about my weird brain for a minute. I have such bad ADD that I need two things to focus on pretty much all the time. And so for me, so to, porn like, and then like TV. Right? <laughs> for me to like sit down and do work, I am better doing work or writing or whatever if I have something else to draw my attention to as well. And so. I like the the invention of Netflix and TV on DVD. So has dangerous, just been yeah! Incredible for me because I can I can just binge and binge and binge and binge and uh, helps me. I'm a new investor in Hulu. Never had it before. Uh-huh. It's awesome. Game changer. It's yeah. awesome. Has everything that came sh- on the night before all you, on there. You can get the Showtime plug-in for like and the whole Criterion collection. On yeah, too. It's awesome. It's worth. It might Hulu be better guy. than Netflix. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Big fan as well. All, all right. right, Kent, you're number six. My number six. I have it right here. Is okay. This is where we get into the debate. 
it's the late show. Okay. And it's, it's totally not the late show with yeah. David Letterman. It's the late show because it actually has continued. Uh-huh. Uh I would maybe put late night up there as well. It's obviously fallen off <laughs> since uh <laughs> Seth Meyers. It's still yeah. like fine show. Yeah. It's not near the level that it was with Conan or even Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or David Letterman. Or Letterman. But uh it remains to be seen. It might be in the top ten sometime, but the late the late show with David Letterman first was so influential. The, I fell asleep almost every night to Letterman, and then I'd flip over to Conan in high school every single yeah, day for four here. years and just loved Letterman. And I just remember when he came back from his surgery, actually the first big time he made a big impression on me was 9-11. Mm-hmm. He came yes. back from that, and it was the first live TV we had had since 9-11, and, and he's in New York and just so emotional and it's it's worth going back and looking Letterman at it. The, the great thing about Letterman is Letterman's really funny and he's a comedian, but more than all the other comedians, he's a broadcaster. Oh, so absolutely. he has the kind of weight of a Tom Brokaw, he can, he even though he's do, really silly and funny. Oh, he can be serious. Yeah. And people Letterman will, could have done the nightly news and been great at it. Right, he could have. And I just remember that and him just perfectly summing up everybody's feelings on that and the New Yorker's feelings on that. And then I just remember him saying, well... Regis is here, so at least you have something to make fun of. <laughs> yes. And that yes. just completely, yeah. like, we could move yeah. on from 9-11 yes. because of that. I just felt in my when, heart, like, we're going to be back, okay now. When he came back from the heart surgery and he right. came out, he was very skinny and frail. and had He brought all the doctors out that yeah. had operated on him and, and he said, I know gave what you're them thinking. FaceTime. Got a haircut. Right. <laughs> and I remember he had the Foo Fighters on play Everlong, which is his favorite band, yeah. and his favorite song, and it was just, like, he's the coolest. gives you chills thinking about it. And... Man, I just wish he would stayed through the Trump era. I just would uh, love to hear the Letterman <laughs> monologue with Trump stuff. Would have been great. Yeah, Colbert's the right person to do that. And what Colbert has done with the Late Show, he's taken it That's on great. his own. I realize he's does he has low ratings. He's not right. the. Uh, I think uh, Seth Meyers actually gets higher ratings than wow. than the Late Show. Kimmel too, I think. And uh, it's not. I mean, CBS is very faithful in, in that, and they'll, they'll, he'll be there for I've the, heard another 20 years. heard rumors that they might switch him and Corden. Oh, that's what it is. Corden gets better ratings than Colbert yeah. does. And it's Fallon-y. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It's, it's more youthful. Yes. Uh, Colbert is totally Colbert, what I wanted it to be. It requires it's, you to be kind of smart. It's a little that's bit of monologue. It's, it's two <laughs> yeah. or three jokes, and then he sits down and he does his Colbert rapport desk bit, you know, political humor. Right. Then he'll do, you know, a back and forth with the band, who is not my favorite band, but yeah. they're... they're I think they've kind of given up on trying to work him into the show. Yeah. I don't think he works that well. He's really awkward, stilted. Still very, yeah. He's extremely talented. Great musician. I love the sound of their band. If, if, but anytime they do bits, like Matt, Max Weinberger was stilted, but like they played it. Right. And he he right. was at least enough where it could be funny where he would just stare at Conan and right. they would play that new bit. But uh, it's escaping. John, John Batiste. John Batiste. He, uh, he, he's actually awkward like yeah, he's right. not very good at delivery yeah. he's his, his, his showmanship comedy, of it and yeah that, his yeah. comedy timing is terrible but i see great things but ahead for the show okay. and he's a band leader. i think it'll be it'll grow on people and you know i don't know how if jimmy fallon can keep it up this long i mean it's just so much energy put yeah. into his show and so much that show's great, playing though. on hashtags and so like great. the current events and the current trends that we'll have to see how it evolves. But I feel right. like Colbert is, can he stay relevant? Colbert has already feels so seasoned already, yeah, you know, and it feels like he's got it down uh, to a T, but 
I, like I said, the late show. I think show the difference that. is, and it, it's smart. I mean, like, like I'm a Colbert guy because that's the kind of type of show I like. But, but it doesn't mean. I mean, I love Fallon. I think Fallon show is so smart at what it does because yeah, you mm-hmm. can, you can so it's it's a show that's designed to go to bed too. Or yeah, be, sh- have on show at a party. to design to go to YouTube exactly and go to YouTube. It's totally clipped out. It's 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 basically like a game show with some fun people, right? And that's not for me every night. I kind of like a little news satire because I was raised on on right. Leno and Letterman and Conan and stuff. But I mean, my girlfriend would much rather watch Fallon, and she's not wrong, right? Um, and so it's it's uh, it's a different show. And both are really smart in their own ways. Yeah. So great. It's so, so good. So good. It's so, so good. great. <laughs> You're the best. And and Kimmel's great. I mean, it's such a golden era. It's like yeah. there's not enough hours in a day to watch all the good late nights because right. I think yep. Kimmel's really good at what he does too. So again, late show made my list. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. But no, okay. that's great. That's great. If, if I had included, uh, that would have been number one. I mean, yeah. My God, if I'd so included I that sort of show, I late night with Conan O'Brien would have been yeah. top three. I mean, that's. One of the two or three most influential shows on me of all time. Like you mentioned the the nine eleven with Letterman. Nine yeah. eleven with Conan for me. What I mean, I was a freshman in college when that happened, and that was, um, that was. I mean, that was him coming on stage and talking very somberly, yeah. and then saying, "But hey, we're gonna like do a bit because that's what we do, and yeah. let's bring out the masturbating bear and yeah. all this stuff was so huge for me to be able to release. And, <laughs> and it's just, a shame that uh, NBC. Or, I don't want to yeah, get on a Conan Tonight Show. It as soon as I said it, <laughs> I don't want to get on a Conan Tonight Show tangent. But the way NBC like took all the bits that he did, so shady. The yeah, uh, year two thousand and, and every yeah. thing Why? that he had yeah. made, Crampium still calling dog and, yeah. and all that. Uh, it's just unfortunate that yeah. they yep. not it's only did they fire him from the Tonight Show, which yeah. it wasn't his fault at all what happened, yeah. but they said, you know what, we're going to take all your bits too. <laughs> right. So you got to write, com- to come up yeah. with completely new stuff. And I like the desk thing with the green screen too. That, that yeah. was an yeah. a, a awesome bit that he used to do too. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead with your uh, number five. <laughs> My number five is uh, I feel pretty safe this won't be on either of your lists. My number five is 24. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Very cool. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> He's he got the half cough. So yeah. I didn't really <laughs> I know. He's, Brian's having a fit, a conniption over here. Sorry, guys. He regrets his 24. <laughs> uh, 24 had a couple seasons where it dips, but for the most part, just Jack Bauer is so much fun to watch. And by the time you get to the end, it's such a unique show. When it started with the ticking clock and the, you know, in real time and all this, it's such a cool idea. Uh, and then by the time you get to the end, Jack Bauer has basically become a superhero, and it's awesome. It's just so much fun to watch. It's very, it's done with a very kind of tongue in cheek sort of way, and uh, I highly rewatchable, ton of fun. If you skip like season two, which is super intensive on his his uh, daughter, which she's the worst. Uh, <laughs> It's a blast. Great show. Really love watching it. I rewatched it last year leading up to that 12-episode uh, season that Fox did, and I loved it just as much as I had before. So, 24. Well, it's, uh, you, so you liked the newest season. You thought it was worthy of a resurgence. I thought it was It was definitely weaker than some of the best of 24, but it was better than the worst of 24, if that uh, makes sense. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Uh, it was cool to have it be in a smaller – because I think part – that whole 24-episode thing obviously is very important in the early-going seasons, but by season, like, five and six, 
there were episodes that just felt like filler, and it's stretching. It didn't really matter. Still, my idea though is to. I still want a season where it's exactly twenty four for like sixteen hours, but then the seventeenth episode he solves it, and then he yeah. just goes to bed, <laughs> and it's just eight weeks of a dark, dark room, yeah, with the clock going, and then in one episode though he gets up in peace. He's getting old. He's getting old. <laughs> I love it, and that's like a huge dramatic yeah. moment in episode twenty one, and yeah. then is back. That'd yeah. be a ballsy move by That'd Fox. Be funny, yeah, I'd watch. Go to number five, Richard. My number five is definitely not going to be any of your two lists, but uh, Brian's going to go vomit, I think. Um, And so my number five is going to be Golden Girls. (laughs) I think it's the third best written sitcom ever. I watch it still all the time. It's on, like, Hallmark Channel 24 hours a day. I'm not even kidding. I love Golden Girls. If you like Arrested Development, um, same uh, writing group a lot and uh, a few other shows as well went on the do shows it's uh great cast b arthur's a at uh rest in peace and um betty white uh rue mcclanahan and uh and co so still uh still getty it's a fantastic people laugh at me me and a couple of my friends that like the show if you watch it the comedy writing is so much better than anything on tv now if you're kind of a comedy nerd um golden girls the fact they made four old ladies that funny uh-huh. uh and the quips and stuff they throw at each other is it's it's, it's is it something crazy. you can get it get into yes like, i've never it's like friends you can watch anytime it's mostly insult comedy it's just four old women insulting each other for 30 minutes what a uh a, a risky or ballsy move <laughs> to do a show I know that. Just watch one. I promise you. Like, do. imagine the pitch meeting. All right, it's four women who are all eighty-five. Okay, we're talking Golden Girls in here, Bry. Perfect. It's my number five. Right show. up your alley. But I'm just saying that would this 2016. They would never do that show. <laughs> I know. Ever, especially on network. And television. the fact they pull it off so well, and it's I mean, right. profoundly, profoundly funny. I laugh. Sarah loves it. It's always on, especially on like Sunday mornings while we're like doing chores. We always put on Golden Girls because it's on like uh, TV Land. Is it, is it on Netflix or anything? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I, you've got to every show should be me. on Netflix or yeah. some. Yeah, you've got to trust me on this. I'm it's not going to illegally def- download Golden Girls and get a <laughs> Steven, FBI. The one thing that would get me Produce, arrested would be that. <laughs> be Producer Stephen has them all on a hard drive. Wow. Wow. it's the best, wow. man. <laughs> yeah. um, and you'll all be laughing at that in about three days when yes. we release our Batman Gosh, or Superman episode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh. it's uh, it's it's seriously it's so funny. It holds up so incredible. The it's comedy. Her- Herwitz, Mitchell Hurwitz, right? yeah. yeah, Mark Cherry, a bunch of people um, that that wrote it, and yeah. it's it's. Uh, I, I mean, can't wait. I'm going to get into it. You need to. And will. people will laugh at you, but you have to stand true. And yeah. just, if you show them an episode, it's so yeah. so funny. Great okay. side characters. Hey, if y'all too. want to take a break for a second, Dez's monkey is in the locker room, just <laughs> crushing weights right now. I bet he is. Witten is pissed. Dallas like, Bryant is his name. Yeah. Dallas Bryant. We prefer Dez's monkey. <laughs> so I'm going to go to my number five. Which is kind of similar to my number six, and it's Saturday Night Live. Cool. And yeah. I know it would have been on your list Absolutely. had you included a show. That right? would like, probably be number one if I were Yeah. But only the recent seasons, like the last two or three. Right. Anything with Beck Bennett, really, is <laughs> top of the list. It was... I'm a Jay There are some highlights, but you can't... I can't throw on any random episode and, and be... And laugh. I mean, okay. There are, so you're not like... Going to VH1 on a Saturday afternoon and just watching whatever. I will go by and I'll look at it and yeah. see yeah. the info. And okay. if it's a host that I yeah. liked or an episode that I remember, yeah. or, or I'll, I'll do yeah, it. But my... I'm not going to watch the, uh, you know, the Katie Holmes, like, you know, <laughs> no. just the random She's people that they have. Uh, I'll watch. Behavior. Yeah. I will watch. And it's, yeah. it's totally my cast. Everyone says it's the it's the the cast you went to high school and college with is always going to be your cast. There's not too many episodes from, like, 02 
actually not even true. From 2000's kind of peak feral years right. through 2012 yes. that I won't stop down on. It goes yeah, through man. from from Farrell to Tina and Amy, Seth Meyers to Bill Hader, who's my, like my absolute favorite, Andy Samberg, Fred Armisen, total genius. That whole group, yeah, um, I just think are fantastic. But I love early '90s too. Right. I love Dana Carvey. I love um, I love you know Sandler and Farley and Spade and and uh, right and all that. And I like there's a one or two the. Ed- Anything with Eddie Murphy early '80s is great. Mm. Anything without him is is unwatchable. Rough. Yeah. Um, and then there's that one All Star season. I think it's '85, '86. It's like Martin right. Short, Christopher Guest, uh, Crystal. It, yeah, it, yeah, Billy Crystal, Harry think Harry Shearer too. Yeah. It's that's a great season. But I, you know what? I as such an SNL nerd, and I know everything about. It. I've read every book. The like the '70s stuff. The original cast just does, the Bill Murray stuff's okay, but yeah. it doesn't hold up to me. It feels yeah, like your I dad's agree. making you watch it. Yeah. I read. It used to be. Is it still on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix no. anymore. I started watching. I was like, I'm gonna watch every episode. Yeah. And I watched like three or four, and I was like, I get it. Like, I see why this is great. Yeah. It's just not great to me In now. Thirty five years I mean, later, Bill years Murray later. can do no wrong, but everybody else. It's partly because you know it's so focused on Chevy, and I hate Chevy <laughs> so much that like he comes up on screen, and even when he's funny, I'm just like, you. I just yeah. In recent years, it's. It remains to be seen. I, I think it's getting better. Yeah. I think last year was awful, but this year is they definitely are learning they how to work. Started to tick back. Started up. to tick yeah. back. They're up. figuring out the pre-recorded bits, which is the first thing right. that yeah. they figure out with yeah. the new cast. Pre-recorded bits and just the concepts of some of the bits are funny. Like yes. they had Tracy Morgan on, and they had they like the. Family Feud with a divorced black family. That was funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, they were competing against – like, just the setup – like, the idea itself is right. funny. Yeah. And it got – like, last year, just the setups weren't even funny. Yes, you I know? Yeah. And it, Finally, this year, it does feel like they've got, like, three or four really good ideas for bits every episode. Uh-huh. And then the execution is still not Suspect. great. The writing is not great. They, they're – you have to have – for that show to be great, you have to have either – Great writing, which is what we had with the the Sudeikis hater yeah. wig group, in addition to the talent. Or right. you have to have a Will Ferrell, somebody who can yeah. walk Elevate into it. a room, Elevate take a crappy material, yeah. and say, "But you're watching it because I'm Will Ferrell." Yeah, you know? and and they don't have greatest sketch comedian ever, right probably. And it's yes. sad because because Weekend Update should be the easiest yes. thing to do. Gosh, they. I mean, I've heard Seth Meyers on Howard Stern talk for an hour. He's like, "Yeah, when I did it, you know." I have four writers for Weekend Update. Every week, they each write 150 jokes. Yeah. Jeez. And I go through all the of them, and I movie. highlight seven. Yeah. And those are the ones that I – like, now they can't even write – get seven jokes out of 200 that it's, are funny. It it's, is so painful. And they can't the deliver them. They can't so read a teleprompter. Che and, che and Jost can't read a teleprompter. No. They, and we're two years in can't improv. Yes. by the way. Yeah. We're three years on on Jost, aren't we? Yes, I think so. they got to yeah. figure something out. They're both out, terrible. Man. They're terrible at it. And, and – I think probably Che, if you paired him with somebody better, I think you could enjoy that bit that yeah. he's doing. Because, you know, we all love Fallon. Fallon broke more than anybody else in the history yeah. of SNL, but he always pulled it off in kind of an endearing way. When Che does it now, I just feel like, dude, are you even trying? Is this – Yeah. This is – it seems like you're not taking this very very seriously, which is a weird thing to say about right. uh, telling jokes on TV. But the two of them together are just – it is a it's excruciating. They're really relying on, you know, Bobby Moynihan doing yes. Anthony Crispino and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. And, oh. and Cecily Strong has found her niche she's in doing the, some of the characters on, on there. I think she's got 
I think yeah. she's funny at, at drunk girl. You run a drunk girl into a party, right. party is is funny, and she's since she has left Weekend Update. That was a very smart choice. Yeah, she's, she's a weird choice, but on there, she's, she's definitely found her niche in S. Do you like having Smart. Kristen Wiig do Weekend Update? Like she's such a good character actress. Right. Why do you want right. her just Why playing herself, reading jokes? There. Yeah, because yeah, that's a time suck. Yeah, if you're doing that, you're out of right. rehearsals that's a lot two, of time. Two bits you're out of. Yeah, yeah. John uh, Ratson. Who's the new guy? I don't even know his name, dude. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I don't know his name. And maybe he could be. Uh, I did not see. And I don't watch. I think. I'm hoping next year will be when I can get back to watching every, every episode. Week. So I Me haven't too. watched him, like, every single bit. But I swear, I did not see that guy between the first bit of, of episode one when he was Anderson Cooper and it was horrible. Yeah. Until, like, two or three weeks ago. The Jonah John Hill episode. John That's his Yeah. Name. I was watching the Jonah Hill episode live, randomly, and... I don't think I'd seen him in between. It's probably 15 episodes where I was just like, yeah. I don't even know who this guy yeah. is, you know. And somebody else, Pete Davidson, funny Man. as his, himself. Yes. Like the first time he was on yeah. SNL in Weekend Update. Yeah. And he was just like. He just did five minutes of it was called. It was called, yeah, it was stand-up and right. it was. It was Pete Davidson, resident young person. Yeah, like, right. that was, was and yes. it was so funny. Was and I was like, "This good. guy is the next yeah. Sandler. Like yes. he's he's like but nineteen he's, years but old, he's awful in sketches. He is yeah. so bad at sketches, it's, and he they haven't not they don't know fit. how to use him. It's yet. not a good fit for him at all. It's kind of like because the uh, Sandler was is a great was a great sketch writer and actor, which made him different. He was good on Weekend Update, but he was good in sketches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandberg was really bad in live sketches for right. a long time, but he kind of figured it out. Right, and we'll mm-hmm. see if Davidson because Sandberg used to be the guy that. If he's in the digital short, he's great. But right. if you put him in front of an audience, because he had no That's theatrical like Mike training. That's Mike O'Brien now. Yeah. Mike O'Brien. Because um, Samber had no theatrical training, so you could yeah. tell his rhythms were kind of off when he wasn't getting to do 30 takes. Um, yeah, it's uh, Pete Davidson's rough. It, it, I like Leslie Kyle Jones. Mo- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Kyle Mooney a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think he's, he's gotten I think yeah. better. He's oddly funny. Um the, I still think the best day of the last five years is Inside SoCal. Right. Uh, <laughs> I love Inside SoCal. They should do it every week. Yeah. We're over here. Is my bros, Jeremy's he does pretty some web, sick kickback. He does here. some web exclusives where he goes out and yeah. interviews people on the In street. The yeah. It is, it is funny. He is funny. Yeah. Him and Beck Bennett are funny. He brings Beck Bennett. He actually makes Beck Bennett funny. But. And Keenan's still around doing Keenan stuff. Keenan Steve Harvey is. They need to do <laughs> Family Feud every week with <laughs> Keenan and Steve Harvey. It is good. The, the, the one last week where he was interacting with Idris Elba, the fake <laughs> Idris Elba, was, you might as well be underwater, brother. All right, yeah. number four. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't understand him at all. Yeah. Oh, God. That funny. was great. And I don't. I think Taron oh, Killam gosh, needs what a to. He's the. Him and Moynihan figure it out. They just. He did Trump at the beginning, and they were just like, just stop. Yeah. And we'll get, we're Daryl Hammond's already here, so we're just gonna do that. I don't know. I didn't think of that in the first place. Like he's yeah. in the building. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah SNL. We could talk all night sure. about it. But that was my okay uh, number five. So go with your number five, Brian. Or Num- four. Number four for me uh, is I would guess is a show that neither of y'all have ever even watched once. So uh, I'm very. Very cultured really? uh, compared to you two, but uh, this show, humble brag, for a long time, for a couple seasons, was like it took me a while to to really realize how good it was. It was like this is really enjoyable. I'm having a blast with this, and then it it starts to build on itself, and you start to I started to really come around to like okay, this is not just fun and enjoyable. Like this is a Cowboys very, and Moo Mesa. Yeah. Yes, exactly. This is a very <laughs> good show and very well written. <laughs> Uh, and that's Justified, oh, Timothy oh. Oliphant. And, uh, I thought it was going to be Salute Your Shorts. 
<laughs> yes, uh, that was. Did I not mention that in my honorable mentions? Sorry, guys, forgot. <laughs> Justified with my head. Are you Zeke the and, plumber uh, and Walt Goggins? Uh, the writing on the show is incredible. The dialogue is incredible, and you have a lot of ticket fun. references. Yes, a lot of ticket references, which we're which I'm a huge fan <laughs> of, uh, which is very enjoyable. But you've got two guys who are very good at talking and people writing scripts for them that know how to write dialogue. And so for so many of the scenes, the best scenes in the show are just Oliphant and, uh, and Goggins kind of playing off of each other in this like sort of Southern Shakespearean sort of dialect. And it's, it's just awesome. It's, 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 it's so enjoyable and it is uber rewatch. It's over now, right? It's, it ended last year. So it's got, it did six seasons. They're all, you know, 13 se- yeah, episodes. I'll go seasons. through that one at some point. I think I'd like it. And it's very, very enjoyable. Well, a lot cool. of fun. That's uh, that's one I definitely will need to go through. I need. I want to add that one to my resume. All right, absolutely. Go ahead. My number four, Kent. I think we're going to hear this one again, so I'll let you have most of the glory. So I'll just briefly say my number four is a show called Seinfeld. Okay, it's decent. It's okay. Adequately fun. heard of it. <laughs> oh, another another honorable mention of mine. And I my papers full. I didn't see it. Is uh, Curb. Okay. It was an honorable mention. Okay. I'm surprised that that's not on I know. the top ten. Hey, to we'll talk girls, bro. I figured we'd talk Curb later. So. Okay. All right, Kent, your number four. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've heard of that show. Now tell me more about it. Uh, it's one that I, I mean, it's been on since like 2000, I think. Yeah, it has. 15 uh, years, but like four seasons. Right. Only discovered it probably uh, senior year of high school, okay. maybe. So 2005, That's about probably six. where I was, too, yeah. And, gosh. Season the first episode of season one, you can play it back to back with the most recent episode of season eight, and <laughs> it's the same exact show. I mean, it's a, you normally nope. normally you go back, you're like, man, season one is just weird now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, you go back and even watch Friends compared to the last season, yeah. like they don't look the same. Like it's the same exact show, the same theme song, the same people, the same music, <laughs> the same the same writing. I mean, it is it's incredible, incredible how how consistent he kept the show there's for no so long. better sound in the english language than larry david going let me ask you a question <laughs> do you That's respect like, wood <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you do what's with the uh, black muslims in the bow tie yeah. like bow tie um <laughs> there's so many just class just not, him him starting to walk away turning around and going let me ask you something is i just immediately start laughing and the addition of leon exactly adding it's like <laughs> adding leon to that show is like barry bonds starting HGH 10 years into his career. Yeah. Like, it's already Pantheon Hall of Famer. And then they're just like, we're hitting 80 home runs this year. We're yeah. adding Leon in. Yep. It's J.B. Smoove. And just watching, we're just going to do 10 minutes of J.B. Smoove and Larry David improving and just film it on a steady cam. And it's the it's funnier than anything that's ever been scripted, those two guys. And, and oh, Funkhauser. Oh, my gosh. There's just, just the amount of, amount of times I've laughed that just – Belly laughed at that show. Is That's just, probably my highest belly laugh show ever. It is I'm just regretting not having it in my top ten. And it's not for everybody. I mean, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'll like it because it's very similar writing. I style. think it's oddly think it, better. Some, I mean, it's it's more accessible. It's not a it's not a three camera sitcom. It's yeah. a different thing. It's a different. I've not seen all of Curb. I enjoy Curb significantly. If more you watch the Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode of Curb, you'll see like what Seinfeld yeah. could have been yeah. had it not been yeah. a three camera sitcom, right. and it right. would have been. <laughs> pretty uh, uh, just as funny of a show. I just wish they would have used Larry more on Seinfeld. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Steinbrenner, though. He just never wanted to be on Kate. Yeah. He was like dreadful. Like he never even thought about acting. 
And he was a writer on SNL, and they never put him on. But he's hosted SNL this year, you know. And he's taking it out. He, uh, Doing Bernie Sanders. He the I mean, he's as popular as ever. And the yeah. last season Jennifer of. Jennifer Lawrence wants to date him. The last. Oh, absolutely. The last season of Curb was in 2009 wow. or 10, I believe. Was it? God. It was five or six that years ago. That season is on. With the Michael J. Fox episode <laughs> where he can't figure out if he shook up the soda. Or Rosie purpose, O'Donnell, too. Purpose or yeah. not. Yeah. And, and when. Leon just shows up in New York. He <laughs> drove his car all the way to Drives New York. Drove his car cross country. <laughs> this car got some heart, LD. Yeah. It's just full of McDonald's right, where my room, Where's my room at? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, who treats a car like this? It's it's full of McDonald's wrappers. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. We'll have yeah, to go back. And, and Jeff Garland is great, and Susie Eshman just hates Larry and just cusses <laughs> him out constantly. Get the F out of here. And Cheryl Get out of here. Cheryl Hines, I mean, the show has no script. Every yeah. episode is improv yeah. completely. I mean, they'll have a setup. Okay, you're going to get you're going to get angry at me for not taking the trash out. Yeah. All right, here we go. And and it is just the the way in very Seinfeldian way, the way it comes together at the end and it's just yeah. boom boom boom. <laughs> yeah. You know, the music kicks in and just all a little bow on every episode. It's just it's just so perfect and I hope he makes more. I th- in fact I know he'll make more. He, he did Fish to. in the Dark. I think he got that out of his system, his Broadway play and done SNL and I mean I, I just think yeah, there's no deadline H- HBO's like oh whenever you know and yeah. Larry's like it'll come whenever I get the get the get the uh the itch gosh JB Smooth though uh, <laughs> that is a pantheon and the fact there. that they kept him in the show after the Katrina yeah. Hurricane Katrina well, the way they do it too. thing was completely yeah uh, not even in the show anymore. Like, let's just keep JB's moving. He just stays <laughs> with Larry. He's, he just doesn't even roommate. move out. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm going upstairs, Larry. You know. Yeah, he goes, what are you going to do? The whole family leaves. Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go up to my room and eat the Chinese food. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <I> goes upstairs. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. So good. Okay. So that's Curb Talk. Uh, go number three, Brian. Number three for me is the final drama on my, on my mm-hmm. list. Uh, top two are sitcoms. Uh, this show, I fought against this show. For a long time, I didn't think that I could like it because it's uh, it's about sports, which I don't typically like sport movies or TV shows. Uh, it's about high school, which I always hate high school based TV shows that aren't Boy Meets World. Uh, it just looked like a sitcom to me. I fought against it. My wife kept telling me you'd really like the show. I promise, and I was like, I don't believe you. You're a liar, and <laughs> you don't understand. Football. Yeah, you, you don't know anything, woman. Uh, I'm very very sexist at home but yeah. uh <laughs> but finally like uh, bill simmons talked me into uh personally called me up and said uh you need to check hey brian out. brian you need to check it. out <laughs> yeah by the way espn sucks um the the show Bismack Biambu. <laughs> the show is friday night lights uh I love the show so much that I named my son after one of the characters, which is very, I guess, weird. But, uh, you know, that's fine. When when Richard and, has a child and names him Larry David Barden, you know. We'll, we'll, well, obviously, it'll be Dorothy Zorback. <laughs> Dar- Barden. Uh, Zuby, 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 Barden. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, no. Friday Night Lights is great. I have it's one. It's the rare one of all the ones we've seen. I think I've been very binary on on uh-huh. either. Yes, I totally agree with you on that. Or B, I've never seen that. I've seen a Stone. substantial amount of Friday Night Lights, and yeah. I like it a lot. But for some reason, it was always hard to like before it went to Netflix, right. like get to yes, and stuff. And, and now it's just yep. been building up. I, I never watched it until the my whole girlfriend thing was, was on, on Netflix. It. <laughs> Randomly, she's a water girl in it. Right. 
and uh, I haven't <laughs> seen it. So, well, man, rough rough times in the Barton household. Yeah. No, uh, it's the thing that's amazing to me is the casting. You can't. I don't think you'll ever be able to find a TV show that casts uh, young actors, teenage actors, or, or just above teenage actors, and gets them all right. Uh, there's not a bad actor in, in the bunch. Yeah, the characters okay. are so well written. It has this really, really, truly organic, uh, genuine heart to it that most TV shows either miss entirely or they try so hard to get you to, to – uh, to feel something, you know, that you're just like, whatever, I don't care about this. It's so genuine. Uh, so many episodes just just straight up made me weep. And then the thing that is maybe even more amazing than anything else is after three seasons. The score is really good. The too. score is great. Explosions in the Sky is awesome. After three seasons, they actually graduated out most of their characters, mm-hmm. which never happens on TV. And then they recast again, and you – end up liking those characters even more than Michael the original B. Character. Michael B. Jordan, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed himself. So it's an incredible show. Uh, it's one that I uh, probably watched two or three times, and I'll go back every football season and kind of start going through it again. And I absolutely love it. It's, uh, it's on Netflix, so anybody could binge it at any time. And, and uh, strong, strong show. I don't think I've ever felt the emotional pull of a, of a TV show uh episode to every single episode like I did like I do with with Friday Night Lights Easter egg my older sister was on a couple episodes nice wow. an extra. you know Sarah I probably does I probably you need to go, if you go back and watch it look for her she's a water girl so she's standing next to Wait, Kyle Chandler am I dating your older sister <laughs> she's standing next to Wait Kyle Chandler in a in a couple scenes with the nice. water bottles and she's a waitress too in a couple uh, at the bar awesome. or the uh, whatever very cool so great look show. for her that's a great show big shot I need, uh and I, I work with a lot of people here at the Cowboys yeah, that yeah. love the show. I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, we actually studied it in film school. Yeah. And uh, Peter Berg was the guy who put it together mm-hmm. and directed the first uh, few episodes, I believe. And uh, it does football worthy. really well. It does. And that's not that's usually the stuff that drives the movie me crazy. did too. Yes, the movie's excellent on that front, especially. But that's what usually drives me crazy about sports because we all love sports, and so I'm immediately Out, turned yeah. off by like. That's not realistic. Yeah, like when Wesley know? Snipes can't shoot basketball <laughs> right, or yeah. dribble one. Uh, I'm but, the greatest street baller right, in L.A. Right. But the football on this is is so well done that yeah. you know that kind of trumps the issues that I typically have. So. Okay, go number three, Richard. Number three is one we've already talked about, so I'm just going to say it and move on. Number okay. three for me is Mad Men. Oh, wow. That was high. I love Mad Men. And number three for me might not be on your lists, but such a influential sh- influential show. And one that I, I mean, I love Space Space Ghost. That is a great one. It's, uh, it's I Love Lucy. Oh, Um, wow. Oh, nice. Cool. That's like your Golden Girls. It's like, yeah, it's a, one of the original sitcoms. Yes. And, um, it just, it just, the the template. Right. I mean, it holds up so well and it's so funny. I mean, I've seen every episode. I think the dynamic between Lucy and Ricky is obviously real. They're really married. So they really do kind of hate each other and love each other at the same time. Uh, Lucille Ball, kind of American treasure worthy. Yeah, uh, didn't didn't live uh, too long, too much longer thanks to uh, them. They're just smoking around their kid all the time on the show. It's kind of <laughs> weird to look back right. on it. And they're sleeping in different. It's one of the best parts about Mad Men too is yes. being able to smoke. We yeah. were a better country when everyone smoked because everyone died young. We have to pay for all these old people. I mean, there's just so many great bits when they go to Hollywood and smoking. they're trying to steal the. Uh, 
John yeah. Wayne handprints, and uh, yeah, when G- the Groucho Marx comes in and they're doing, she's doing the mirror bit with him is great. Uh, Vitamin of Edgeman, of course. How many episodes are there of that? A couple hundred. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many, ep- and then they obviously tried to spin it off to the Lucy Show and moved it to color and everything. It's just not the same, but those original uh, episodes just are so so classic. That's such a um... I mean, you take that same script and you do it now with somebody who has chops, it would Kristen work. Kristen Wiig, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the cool thing about... Leslie Jones, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the, the cool thing about Lucy is it has almost a... Like, it is to a certain generation of especially Southern women. Like, it's like their Doctor Who. It has, like, merchandise <laughs> yep. and conventions, and there's, yeah. like, there's entire subsects of women that you'll go into their homes, and they just have, like, a Lucy room. Yeah. And you're like... It's the only thing that, like, connected with women in that generation, like something like Star Trek, connected with mostly males. Um, and uh, it's, I think because it was, you know, the first kind of dominant woman comedian on television. And it was, and it was allowed women to be funny and, and every bit as funny and interesting as men. And so and it's Fre- a really important show. Mm-hmm. And Fred and Ethel are, are very yeah. underrated, too. Agreed. And I think they hated each other in real life. Oh, really? I didn't like, know that. they despised or something I know like very that. little about the kind of production of Gosh. Isla Lucy. That's a weird... I'm very into that. Like, you know me. I'm yeah, like, it's just begging for a but... Lifetime movie, like, behind the scenes. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Isla Lucy. I'm sure there's. A, it's already been made <laughs> somewhere, but love that show. Andy I need to purchase Adams it. Is. I need to purchase it on DVD and uh, yeah. keep it on my show. 181 episodes. Cool. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> flipping through. This always weirds me out. I don't know why, but I clicked on uh, Fred's file. Yeah. And he was born in the 1800s. Oh, and I yeah. always stress him like, William "Whoa, Frawley. what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's That's like, not even possible." Oh, yeah, it totally like 60 is. when he got cast. Yeah, he yeah. died yeah. at 80, and you know, okay, I get it, but yeah. it's just for whatever reason, if I see 18, I'm like, "What the heck? This, this is, is not even a real number." There was some weird stuff. They move out to the country. Uh, they have a kid and well, stuff, no, and it gets kind of. No. But I mean, the Hollywood season is some of the best mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and it's got Bob Hope, and it's got yeah. you know. Groucho, William, like you said, and uh, yeah, I mean William Holding, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it's it's great uh, it's great. It's a, like you know, without yeah. that show, who knows what our list look like in a lot of ways, yep. right? So totally sure. Okay, go to number two, Brian. Number two for me, Richard mentioned earlier, is The Office. I said okay. for a long time it's my favorite show of all time. I didn't think that anything could top it until uh, last year with my with my number one show. So. Um, we did a whole episode on The Office way, way back when, when it did its series finale. Uh, Michael Scott is the great, to me, is the greatest sitcom character at least of the last thirty years, and maybe, maybe of all time. The degree of difficulty on what Steve Carell did with that that character is just beyond belief in a lot of ways. It's just so he his work is so underrated uh, on that front. Every you know, love Jim and Pam, love Dwight, love. I love to – I'll rewatch that show any day. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll sit down and, and, and start from season one, and, and I'll crush through the whole thing. But I also love the random episode on you know Channel 27 or something. There are so many – when we did our episode uh, on it, we did – I think we did a top ten episodes of, of the show or talked about yeah. it or something like that. Maybe I wrote a blog. I can't remember exactly. But it was agonizing to try to pick out – my 10 favorite episodes from it because there were just so many good it's, ones. My favorite one is still safety training. Yeah. It's a great when, episode. Yeah. When they're, 
when Craig Robinson's taking him down through the warehouse and <laughs> yeah. Michael's playing with the, yeah. the baler or whatever, yeah. and yeah. we're just like, don't what if touch I had it. To use yeah. it in an emergency? <laughs> don't ever that touch it. That was like yeah. my first intro to Michael Scott, like yeah. first real one, and I totally got it yeah. immediately. And that episode the, with the uh, him jumping off the top with yeah. onto the cast. I mean, if you haven't seen, he's, he's seen it, so but. annoying, but in such an earnest, a charming way, honest yeah. way. Like mm-hmm. he just, you really, it's like you, you. It would be so easy for that character to be the most obnoxious person on the planet, to where you're just like you want to you you would scream at the TV until you turn it off and never watch another episode. But there's just even from episode one, there's something. That is so true about him that you you find your even before it was okay to root for Michael and there's this we talked I've said it before there's an episode in season three when Jim essentially tells the audience it is okay to like this guy yeah and uh, and even but, but even before that from episode one like there's this quality about him that you're just like God I want to punch him in the face but I also hope that things work out for mm-hmm. him you know uh-huh. and it goes uh, it gets so much better from there so there definitely some downs on that show the 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 season eight with Spader uh, is definitely not one that want to revisit I refuse to blame Spader for no that, it's not his fault they just didn't know what to do with him and the show would probably run its course by I then. think but I, that I, final season is great yeah. it's great and and that's something by that point half the people were watching it and i'm still constantly trying to convince friends of mine who watched the first like four seasons and then stop like you really should go back and watch it because that last the last like six episodes are peak and it's it's so good and so well written and so honest and heartfelt i think so that is man it's my number two as well okay cool. but it's just Talk about an ensemble. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the casting was just spot on. And even somebody like Jim, uh, John Krasinski, who was a no-name person, mm-hmm. he was a, literally a waiter yeah. when they cast him. To cast him over somebody like uh, Seth Rogen or something yeah. Yeah. or a uh, Adam Scott or a guy like that who actually did audition for the part and, you know, who is uh, Harold on Harold and Kumar. Uh, um, John Cho. Cho. John Cho, yeah. I mean, there were names that auditioned for that, but right. they knew what they wanted and they got what they wanted. And um, it helps that he's you. Tall you and you love every storyline in the yes. show. You love Jim and Pam. Yes. You lo- you love Dwight and his beet farm. Right. You you yeah. You love Creed. You love you know Kelly Kapoor and Ryan and their right. tumultuous relationship. And then of course Michael Scott is the ultimate. And I think in a vacuum, had we not known Michael Scott and had we just gotten the show in season eight with Andy Bernard, mm-hmm. I think it still would have been a very strong sitcom. Sure. It's just like you remove the you remove your quarterback from your team. It's not the same team, right? You know, right. and uh, that just that unfortunately happened. I, I don't blame him for keep going on. I don't think they no. should have stopped it after Michael Scott left. I think they knew what they were doing and 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 ending the show and ending the storylines that they had. But I mean, when when Michael Scott leaves in season seven, right? It's you're losing the heart of your show. You 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 weep almost. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's it's that yeah. well done. There's there's still probably five six episodes that if I rewatch them at any point, I will just start bawling. The, it's so it's so emotional. I start crying when the uh, the uh, the rent song that they sing after yes. the Dundies yeah. with Will uh-huh. Ferrell. Yeah. It's just so. Yeah. Perfect. Like right. that should have been the end of Michael yeah. Scott. Like after that, yeah. And he should have just left, like walked out and never come back. He's like, well, that's it. Yeah. He's like, what more can I? What it's, more can I do? You know, it's so good. And for me, with most of my friends, it's it's 
it's the it's like the the currency of our inside jokes and bits and things like that. Uh-huh. I on a daily basis, and I imagine it'll be like this for the rest of my life because I don't I'm not going to adapt to culture, but uh, I'm refused. But uh, I, on a daily basis, I think I probably make some sort of an office reference in a joking manner, you know, with one of my friends because it's just everybody. That's it's so funny yeah. that it wasn't nearly it wasn't a hit as we compared to you know real hit shows but everybody from our generation it seems like was invested in it in one time one time or another and so you can almost always you know have that like that random like if you're at a party or a wedding you're sitting next to somebody if somebody brings up the office it's like this thing that almost everybody can kind of connect to in some way or another and i think that's for my purposes, it's that's an important. It's so hard aspect. every time. Credit to Gervais and Merchant too for kind of creating. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, but I th- I think obviously the U.S. Office is a superior show. I agree. But I think Ricky Gervais would even admit that it's a superior show. Mm-hmm. And there I know people in the U.K. that say, "Man, the U.S. Office just blows ours out of the water." I agree, like, but they created the bones of which. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Built, and I, I they deserve credit they deserve for that. credit for that. Absolutely. Uh, man, what a what a great show! But uh, what was your number two, Richard? My number two is uh, very hot in my brain right now, and it's uh, it's a show I'm I'm uh, very much into and love, uh, and it's 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 I think the best show on TV right now, and it is The Americans. Oh wow, number two! Man, I love The it's Americans. Big time, man. dude. Yeah. Have you seen the new season? Yet? I have. I haven't I haven't Tune watched in. the new one yet. It's fantastic. I'm behind on that as it well. It is the most underrated show of all time. Yes. Yeah. It's Hands so, down. It's Mind-boggling to me. Like, we were talking about this the other day. Of, I get that people don't watch it because Cold War is not cool to most people like it is to us. But it does not make – it makes zero sense that it has no critical – And the, the FX people know that it's great. And they're like, we don't care if anyone watches it because we're going <laughs> to yeah. keep making it because we want to see what happens. But the maddening thing is that it doesn't ever get nominated for anything. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It makes no sense. It should win all of the awards. It's the most <laughs> – Matthew Reese should be in every single oh, movie. He's so he's good. So best actor on TV. Good. Maybe the best yeah. actor out there right yeah. now. Period. He's doing a new show with somebody – great that we all like i can't remember maybe it's a reality show yeah he's got a wine tasting wine show. that's what it is yeah okay. yeah that he just tours it's basically like uh you know it's like a less Bourdain. version of yeah bourdain's on it it's uh like if um you know that that uh what's his name steve coogan the trip yeah, yeah. it's like that but without the mockumentary part of it it's just gotcha. like two bros going around the world drinking wine but he and it's always so weird that he's welsh it's like so because he's so incredible. I mean, right. We have Matthew Reese oh to look forward to in Jungle Book Origins in 2017, uh, which is the Andy Serkis directed maybe not that Jungle Book movie. <laughs> but he he was also in Burnt. Yeah, I saw that. So you know it's good. So and it's the Bastard Executioner. So uh, he's awesome though. He's he's uh, he's he's it's the most chillingly complex, like interesting show. Like There's if so if one episode on, was a movie, so yeah. Tight. If they, if yeah. they in, yeah. again in a vacuum took one episode of the Americans and made a Bond movie out of it, yes. you're like that's the best Bond movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, like where they're in disguises yeah. and they're sleeping the wigs, with random man. people Gosh. and they're killing people. Yeah. You never know who's on what side Gosh. and. The whole their daughter doesn't know they're spies yes. and every oh my gosh they do the home life thing yeah. better than almost any show and I do like that they don't get so bogged down they're like it's the 80s kind of like it's the 80s right. but I'm not we're not going to spend two hours teasing everyone's hair it's can yes. we all just understand right. it's the 80s right. some women might have modern haircuts right. but the cars are going to be old we're good Gosh. okay now let's just tell this spy story Carrie Russell is great She's and so good she deserves more stuff so hot too. And Noah Emmerich so. is great as well in the show. Yeah, yeah. It's, and um, the the whole kind of B cast is great. Emmerich, 
Um, the, the the woman that plays Martha. Yeah. Um, the kids are good. Um, all the FBI people are good. All the all the Russian KGB actors are incredibly oh good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what's her name? Uh, oh gosh, uh, gr- uh, gr- gr- Granny. Essentially, what's her? She was on the uh, Will Arnett yeah, sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mar- Martindale. Margaret Mar- Martin. Margaret Martindale Martin. is. She's so good. <laughs> she is so good. a revelation on this. Oh, and then um, yeah, it's it's. And Holly Taylor, their daughter Paige, is great. She's cool. really good. She's also on a Spaghettios or a Kraft Mac and Cheese commercial, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I laugh every time. Yeah. I see her. Um, her parents in that commercial are also. That's, a to- that's totally <laughs> more operatives as well. Just- I hate Paige, though. Like, if they kill Paige. Like, she's a great actress. The gr- young girl is. I'm so beaten with her character now. I just want yeah. to murder her. It, it's. Blood. And it's totally worthy. Pastor I Pete or whatever his name is, he's got to die. I can't argue with your no- with that yeah. being your number two. It's incredible. All. The episode, it's early. It's maybe the third episode yeah. or something. When the in the department store, the guy hits on Paige, and he just like kind of shrinks back. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, yeah. goes to his house and beats him with a barbecue. Yeah. Is <laughs> is such a. It's one of those episodes where you like really and truly get a feel for who this person yeah. really is. Like the ability to have that kind of rage, but also be that controlled in yeah. a public space well, was just like, whoa, we're gonna, dude. You haven't seen any of the new episodes yeah. yet, uh, but those who have, uh, I, uh, I know Adrian Howard, shout out, one of our Twitter followers <laughs> yeah. that always yeah. tweets at us. Yeah, I know he's a big Americans guy. Um, that, uh, but if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you have to watch the show. Like you will thank us. Yeah, it will the, thank us. It's the best show. But anyway, we go into Phil's brain more okay. in this season. I'm excited. So it's oh, like wow. I told excited. you guys, this season so far is basically Matthew Reese just doing laps around every other actor on awesome. TV. Just yeah, like well, yeah, awesome. look how look how much better I am than all of you. I'm just going to dance around you. Yeah. It's incredible. So all right, well Kent, I did two. my number two, which was The Office. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, so my number one is Seinfeld. A uh, shocker. I'm white, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw. Hey, Brian. I mean, Kent, should we just go to the Gap? You want to go to the Gap? Uh, great great you, Seinfeld line. Did you see? Well, you're white? The uh, People versus OJ last last no. week. They have a scene where the jury is arguing whether they're going to watch Martin or Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> and Man, it's so the funny. 90, early 90s conversation. Yeah. Of it is time. so funny. Yeah. But um, Seinfeld, it, it's just, it's revolutionary. It's yeah. I mean, a lot of people say it's the best. TV Guide voted it the greatest show of all time. Um, there's just so many inside jokes and so many mm-hmm. classic bits and characters. And the four main characters, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer, are, you know, no, they each know have Kramer. such a distinct personality. Kramer is the off-the-wall neighbor who, you know, a kind of a hoarder, kind of a weird <laughs> guy. You never really know if he works. You don't know what his deal is. And, I love uh, that they never explain how or why he has money. He, yeah. Cramerica Industries is why. His yeah. uh, Elaine is an ex-girlfriend who's still a good friend, so there's kind of a weird sexual tension between them all the time, but she's really funny. And uh, George is insane. And the worst and person on the planet. He's the, worst, he's the worst person ever. <laughs> and he, he's like Ross times 10 and bad stuff happening to him. Yeah. But and, he deserves it. And it's so funny because Jason Alexander gets the part, and, he, and in the first seasons. He'll admit it. He's doing like a Woody Allen. He's like from yeah. New York, and yeah. he's like Jerry. We got it, you know. <laughs> and then when Jerry told him or somebody that, hey, this is based on Larry. Whenever yeah, Jason Alexander realized that the character was based on Larry David, he started doing imitations of Larry David. Yeah. But Larry David didn't know that he knew. Yeah, and so he was wondering, like, man, he's reshaping this character. Yeah. It's just so it's next level. Yeah, and uh, and in Curb, when they do they do a three three episode arc in Curb where. 
it's another show within a show where Larry is doing a Seinfeld reunion, and uh, in the episode, George quits, or Jason yeah. Alexander quits. He's like, I'm out. I'm not doing the reunion episode. And so Larry's like, I'll do George. It was based on me anyway, and there's like a one scene in Curb where where Larry plays George in a Seinfeld episode, yeah. and it is just hysterical <laughs> seeing him do the mannerisms and the, yeah. the uh, and everything. And, and if you have the DVD, there's a behind-the-scenes of – Jason instructing Larry on how to do George, yeah. and it is it's so. But I mean, it's an iconic series. Know, the hands are always up. I don't, yeah, <laughs> huh? You happy? Huh? <laughs> uh, and it's just it's. I just I love that show so much. And, but, and I mean, Jerry's dynamic. Their, is... their style of comedy is so different. Like Kramer's the physical comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll do the slapstick. Elaine is more of the. Uh, my life sucks. You know, being a woman sucks. Yeah, and uh, trying to work your way up the. Uh, Corporate ladder. The corporate ladder sucks, so I'm going to do that. And Jerry is a stand-up comedian, so but he's, he's like oddly his personal humor is very dry. Right, he's kind of the straight man, even though he's the you comedian, never which you is never funny. believe he's a comedian, in and the he's show. so much more balanced and like like Jerry is in real life such a organized normal person, right. and it's so funny that he's the the comedian is the very sane one that I like, can't understand why these people don't have it. He's the one that always has money, like, you know. He's you know yeah. they can always help out. It's hilarious. It's a uh, it's it's a classic show, and I'm sure everyone that's listening now has seen it. Uh, they probably understand why I'm so high on it. Uh, the writing is just is is a hundred. I mean, it's as good as it could get in a sitcom. I mean, the way they mm-hmm. weave storylines in and it all comes together again is great. And you know, Larry and David wrote Larry, David and Jerry wrote you know a lot of the episodes mm-hmm. together, and their chemistry is just so so great. And, Larry Charles uh, too. A lot Larry of great Charles. people came from it. Uh, I mean. It's a it's a classic and it holds up great. You've gotten into it, Richard, in recent uh, years or started your binge. Started my binge. How did you enjoy this? The the it's starting really at the beginning fun and watch. just watching it progress. And, yeah, it's you know. it's it's definitely better sequentially than I thought it would. Yeah. It references itself way more than I ever caught before. Yeah. Um, that when you watch it, the biggest thing is I think when you watch random episodes, George is the funniest. Um, because it's just so insane and terrible. When you watch sequentially, Kramer's so so funny because you watch Kramer's like just I something swear. about him. The way when you watch it sequentially, Kramer will he becomes the moment next level. he was always funny. But gosh. the episode where the Kenny Rogers roaster mm-hmm. sign is in his is in his window and he can't sleep, so him and Jerry switch apartments. And <laughs> when. Kramer opens that door and that red light hits him and it literally physically <laughs> knocks him back. It's just <laughs> he's he's one of the best physical comedians ever. Oh, maybe Michael the Richards. best. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the it's he and he's very impressive like especially when he's younger in those early scenes. He's older than the rest of the cast, but he's probably 40, 43 when that show starts. Uh-huh. And he's like so lean. Like he's like uh-huh. a he's like built for physical he's like an athlete. Yeah. He's like, like a the clown. Way, yeah, he's built like yeah. a very lean clown. I mean it's it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I could go on and on. And we need to do an episode, Richard, maybe even me and you someday, yeah. just talking about our favorite episodes on Would it. Would love to. And stuff. Uh, what's your number one, Brian? Number one for me, like I said, The Office has long been my, my like kind of go-to. That's my favorite show. I don't think anything would top it. But the final season of, of this show was just flawless and has done so well that I, I – you know, I found that it was it was jumping – Jumping up above the office, and that's Grey's Parks and Anatomy. Recreation. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's yeah, Anatomy, no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, I love when they do surgery on the deer. That was really... 
push it over the top for me. Amen. Um, no, NCIS. Part, yeah. Well, look, I didn't feel like I could separate NCIS from the other two. Can't pick between NCIS. LL Cool yeah. J or yeah. Chris O'Donnell. It was just <laughs> that's true. Too, too remember Chris O'Donnell. Oh, gosh. Hey, remember. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Still relevant. I, I watched Batman and Robin the other day. So, wow. you know. Why, would, um, why, why, why? For I know. We'll research. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com. Dot com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Uh, so my number one is Parks and Recreation. The funny thing I think about Parks and Rec is that it's maybe even more so than The Office. The Office to me was always, I'm Michael... And I'm Jim, and everything else comes after that. Mm-hmm. Dwight, I love, I love all those characters, but but it was yeah. always my number one on the power rankings is always either Michael or Jim. Parks and Rec does this thing where it's all Leslie Nope's show at first. It really finds its groove about five episodes into season two, mm-hmm. and you go through this progression where it's like they just take turns being. The center of the show. It's like I told my friend John Mark once, if you compare The Office and Parks and Rec, maybe the top one or two characters of The Office, yes. but the next seven are probably right. from Parks and Rec. Right. And so you have these yeah. episodes where Aziz is you're, is in this run where you're just like, I'm watching this show because of Aziz. Mm-hmm. And then you say, it's it's Ron freaking Swanson. And yeah. It's just like, gosh, Ron Swanson is so great. And Andy is so great. Mm-hmm. And Rob Lowe is so, all these characters. And it, it becomes a yeah, point. the biggest movie star in the world right now is like the fifth lead on yes, the show. Yes, yes. And he's incredible on the show. There's times when. I traded for all the other Chris, countries. Chris lines. Pratt you're talking <laughs> yes. about. Yes, Chris Pratt. Uh it's an amazingly well it, – it's so well written, but I think – I was the, talking about Retta. The concepts <laughs> are like the – they take a kind of a backseat to just the characters. It's the same as The Office. The, the Office is never – you don't really care so much about The Office. Mm-hmm. It's the characters, and it's the same mm-hmm. with Parks and Rec. When they ditched the mockumentary style and just straight up went into we're just going to tell, tell a narrative story with these incredible actors, and we have a really smart writing team that puts together some funny stuff um, – it's such a stinking good show, and I, the, that last season, I truly, I don't think that, I don't know that any sitcom could ever ask for a better final season than what it's that great, did. It's, it's from episode one to episode whatever the last, I don't know, 15 or 16, is um, it builds to something. There's a purpose for them all yeah. to be there. It's not just kind of running out the, the, the hit or whatever, and so running out the string, and so they're doing something together all through, and gosh, the episode when Ron and, and Leslie become friends again is just next level on, on the funny. It's a funny show. It's heartfelt. The characters are so great. And uh, much like The Simpsons, it creates a universe. Yes. It's not, the office yes. just kind of exists inside those walls. Right. And the cool thing about Parks and Rec is it, that town is like extra American. Yes, yes. 
it's man, it's so good, and it's. I really think of all these shows, that's the one that I will. I've probably watched The Office more than anything else on my list, but I think in ten years that will be Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, it's just every time I finish I watching, Parks I think it's and more Rec, rewatchable. Than the yeah, Office every time I finish yeah. watching it, I am almost. I'm almost to the point where it's like I watched the show, great. I think I might start it over again tomorrow. You know, like I, I almost never want to not be consuming that in some way or another because I just, I man, I love this show so much, and it's the, the the it tugs on my on my heartstrings down the stretch. It's just so uh, such a good show and so fun with all. Gosh, I love those characters. It's I I just I don't know that. How it's just so incredibly difficult to have a show that has that a sitcom, especially that it's it's an ensemble, but every single one of those guys is an A plus character and right. actor wise. So anyway, it's so hard for me not to watch The Office every night going to bed. Yeah, like it's the most to me, it's the most the rewatchable Office, show. Yeah. More than Seinfeld, more than any show on my list. I it's think, like I think for me, if I had to put it, I think. The Office will go down as the Cheers of its generation. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I get the same vibe, and Cheers is a great show. And I think Parks and Rec will go down more as a kind of Seinfeldian. Or it's or, unfortunate too that so great. that Steve Carell. I mean, I bet nine times out of ten people come up to him on the street, be like, "Oh, Brick from Anchorman." <laughs> or, you know, like he's not he's not even remembered most for that it's character. One of the best performances and ever. And yeah. it's no, but Parks is. Yeah, Amy Poehler's the energy of that performance is like almost athletic, and yeah, yeah, and and Offerman and Aziz and right. and Pratt and, and Aubrey Plaza and right. and Lowe and Scott and I mean yeah. it's it's such a deep cast and it's everyone that's like a starting rotation of five Hall of Famers on yes that, on that show yes absolutely it's man it's such a good show yeah so much fun so I'm gonna go over my list again just to recap uh, number ten Arrest of the Development. Number nine, South Park. Number eight, Friends. Number seven, The Simpsons. Number six, The Late Show. Number five, Saturday Night Live. Number four, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Number three, I Love Lucy. Number two, The Office. And number one, Seinfeld. And Brian's list was 30 Rock, Community, Arrested Development, Mad Men, Friends, 24, Justified, Friday Night Lights, The Office, and Parks and Rec. And Richard's list was... The Sopranos, South Park, Arrested Development, The Office, Ed, Golden Girls, <laughs> Seinfeld, Mad Men, The Americans, and uh, your number one. My number one, and uh, <laughs> talk about odd timing. Rough timing, yeah. I wrote this list today at noon and um, put my number one show on here, which Brian has known as I'm one show forever and Ken too. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> like three hours later, the star of the show died. Um, and my and, and one of my absolute heroes on the planet. So it might get a little dusty in here uh, while we record this. But uh, Larry Sanders show is number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was a freshman in high school, um, we got we moved into a rental house that had a big like the old school satellite dishes that took up like an entire backyard. And uh, it was the only year in my life where I had HBO and I would watch HBO has that HBO comedy show. Um, HBO comedy channel and every night at 10 they'd play the Larry Sanders show and so for my entire freshman year of high school I watched it pretty much sequentially like three different times all the way through and uh, and then I would like illegally download episodes the rest of high school and I got the box set a few years ago and 
I think it's most important. I mean, I think every show, you know, like every professional golfer should pay 5% to Tiger Woods because of all the money they get right. to make. I think every show that's successful comedically that's single camera um, should pay, like, uh, I guess it's hard to say, the Gary Shandling estate uh, 5% of their, uh, uh-huh. of, their, of their earnings, too, because I think he really invented something new. And uh, the cast is unbelievable. Shandling and um, Jeffrey Tambor, who's on a few different things on our list, uh-huh. and Rip Torn and, and Bob Odenkirk and is on there as well. Jeremy Piven, the original Piven, um, and a lot of people as well. And, and Judd Apatow writing and a million other writers you've, you've heard of. It's, it's, um, it's just it, – it, it understood a certain type of comedy, a calm, relaxed style of comedy – an improv-based style of comedy. And it also understood, a, a, it kind of invented an idea of Hollywood parody. Right. That uh, it kind of existed essentially in reality and not. If, if you don't know about it, it's a show about a late night, it's a sitcom about a late night talk show host. And so the show always starts essentially with a monologue. So you think you're watching like Gary Shandling hosting Letterman, and then it goes into a sitcom from there about this talk show host. Um, it was brilliant and funny just like its creator and star, and he will be dearly, dearly missed. He, he passed today very unexpectedly, very young at 66, and uh, again, one of my total heroes in life for a lot of reasons. I love, love, love Gary Shandling, and uh, I'm really bummed. And uh, so if you haven't seen any of his work, go on YouTube. This show's great. The Gary Shandling show great. His stand-up was great. Find it and just know that your favorite comedian's favorite comedian was Gary Shandling. And and that's like the coolest thing about him. Yeah. And uh and a total genius and and, and from all intents and purposes of just an incredibly nice and peaceful right. and non competitive man that just kind of like hey, I'm yeah. just gonna make two genius shows and then just kinda chill and play basketball for twenty yeah. years and I'm fine with that. And uh what Twitter cool today was just blown up with comedians of all <sighs> levels of notoriety, I would say. You know, people that ev- that if you know, if we said their name Albert Brooks Everybody yeah. knows who Albert Brooks is, uh, talking about how great he is. And then people like my favorite, my favorite stand-up act of all time is by this guy named Gary Goldman, mm-hmm. who is a kind of a middling, I guess, uh, comedian. Hey, Nicole, you do a great quarter. <laughs> uh, he mentioned, met him a couple times, extremely genuinely nice. It, it, so the, my whole Twitter timeline was just filled with, uh, with people sharing, you know, thoughts and, and whatnot mm-hmm. about, about Gary and, uh, I feel for you, man. It's rough. Like I heard the, need, the news on the radio. You broke it to me, actually. Yeah, and I texted, and I was like, "Man, this is going to hit Richard hard for for real, for real." So yeah, it uh, it's tough. It's tough. But thanks for <clears throat> Richard brought me the uh, Larry Sanders collection today. So I'll I'll start binging through that, and you'll really like uh, it. I, I know I will. Okay, so on there that, you go. Happy, note. yeah, happy yeah. two hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that does it. That's two hundred um, of these 200, things. Two hundred guys. That's about one hundred ninety-four too many. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I think six was our perfect number. Well, on that note, uh, Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter Beagle Twelve. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. I should have a ranking of all the DC films up at some point in the next couple of days, as soon as I can. Force myself to uh, to write about some movies that are pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. So, Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden or at richardbarden.com. Kent, where can I find you or the show? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find our show online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. And uh, find all 200 episodes on there. 200. So we'll be back. 
uh, in a few days. 200 more, gentlemen. With 201. And what are we going to be covering on episode 201, Kent? It's very appropriate. Batman v Superman. The precedent. I'm so excited. Cool. All right. Well, till then, we'll see you at the movie. Hey, goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.